1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us here today. Another Friday is upon us. It is May 19th, twenty twenty. Three. I'm 2022 20, there for a second. Uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, it's good to be back with you. I uh, hope you've been enjoying some of the latest shows. We've been pumping out some extra content for you guys. So if you appreciate it, check out RedIceTV and RedIceMembers.com. So today uh, we have another great show lined up. A lot of things going on actually. We have a, a G7 uh, meeting over in Japan right now. Uh, the Bilderberg meeting is, uh, I think, just kind of uh, revving up. I think it's starting here over the weekend as well. Uh, and apparently uh, Noah Harari, the World Economic Forum guy, was spotted in one of the airports in Lisbon. We'll look at that a little bit later too. Otherwise, we have uh, some important news for you guys to cover as usual. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. The the general theme here today is basically, I think it's going to be on the nation records, essentially. Uh, We have a great guest host with us lined up as well. And before we get there, let me just do another little plug here. If you do want to join us today, chats, entropystream.live slash TV. that's uh, open and should be working fine. Otherwise, you can do Odyssey or Rumble as well, Rumble Rants, and uh, Odyssey will keep an eye on that throughout the uh, stream here as well, uh, and read those on the air. So, uh, guys, we are going to uh, get into this here a little bit because we have Kate Fanning with us, a.k.a. you might know her as uh, Baba Kate. How's it going, Kate? Good to see you. Thanks for coming on.
2: Hi, good evening. I hope you're well. Um, thank you for having me on pleasure to do this international collaboration this evening and stand in for Lana.
1: Oh, you bet yeah thank you for being here we appreciate you and uh, you know what we, we just I, I wanted to uh, the 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 title for today's show as well uh, naked na- naked nation Wreckers. <laughs> how about the nation Wreckers with sob stories it was a great line that you fired off and I've, and I've heard it before but it was great to like hear that you know uh, reiterated once again mm-hmm. from your recent speech now this is in um, uh, uh, Walsall is that how I pronounce it Walsall the demo there Yes. yes um, we sell everything. I'm not sure if that was the name of your title or not, but let me just play a little bit from that. This was was this like a couple of? <laughs> I haven't even seen
0: that. Oh, in you the haven't
2: background. seen it? <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I've, no, I've not watched. I've not actually watched my speech back. So.
1: Oh, sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna embarrass you live here now. No, it's it was. Hey, listen, it was great. Uh, very uh very motivational. Let me play. Where do I put it here? Here, here's a, just a couple of minutes here in the beginning. Check this out, guys.
0: I look upon our our homeland today. And I think back to the famous Rivers of Blood speech made by Enoch Powell, not too far away from here in Birmingham in the late 60s. Yet even he, with all of his prophetic wisdom, could not have foreseen the utter levels of injustice, subjugation and humiliation that we, the native British population, will be subjected to today by the globalist anti-white Marxist traitors that are governing our state and their reported foreign hostile hordes. In just a few short generations, we, the British, went from commanding respect across the globe to being a laughingstock around the world. We went from being the builders of the world's largest empire, ruling the seas and winning world wars, even being able to protect our own people and borders against third-world invaders arriving in inflatable dinghies, armed with only con-artist sob stories, ill-intent <laughs> and a wrongful sense of entitlement installed within them by our globalist enemy, to everything that is rightfully exclusively ours. Our exclusive identity as a peoples, as the English, the Irish, the Scottish, the Welsh, and everything that comes with it, our home, our history, our heritage, our culture, our people's achievements, ours and our children's rightful inheritance, everything that is essential for our continued existence as a unique peoples has been offered up on a plate to anybody from anywhere who wishes to come and claim it as their own or destroy it.
1: that's right. yeah, it's great. Uh, all true things, no lie detected, as they say. Uh, you said you had uh, was a was a rough day during that day, but you did great. So good job.
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, as people are aware, I've got this ongoing court case against my former university, and I'm a litigant in person. It's quite a complex case. I was given some court orders that I needed to comply with in a very short amount of time. That were incredibly complex and quite difficult to do in the time spaces that I had been given. So um, at that point, I'd had about an hour's sleep. It took me 45 minutes and in my hand, I actually had a speech, but um, I wrote it the night before and then I timed myself reading it off the sheet and knew it went on for 12 and a half minutes. And as you can see, it was quite windy. It was starting to rain. The equipment was getting wet. I think the police had diverted the uh, football people away from where we were. Um, it wasn't as well attended as what I would have liked, even though I do not put that down to the organizers. The organizers were absolutely exceptional. They, they really were very good. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to ramble on for too long or read it off a script. It sounds robotic. So I was just angry. Uh, And just as I started my speech, the left had just suddenly been allowed into the area where we were. Police kind of kept them off at a distance, but they were shouting their usual, you know, Nazi scum off our streets. (laughs) Uh, So I I didn't actually feel that I was at my best. I believe I swore in it. I remember doing that and thinking, and it's because I lost my train of thought because I wanted to say something through the microphone because I thought the lefties might be able to hear me towards them, but then I thought, no, 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 okay, go back to your speech. (laughs) And... uh, I think i lost my train of thought once or twice in that particular in that particular speech and i wanted to relate it a lot more to what enoch powell had stated the reason was was because um it had been the anniversary of his speech not very long beforehand and i actually thought that it was given around warsaw it was actually in birmingham so still the same sort of area right and uh i'd heard the rivers of blood speech but when i read it i was quite surprised at some of the content of it you know you think that back like 55 years ago that people wouldn't have been so scared in our society about speaking out about you know how we were being made second-class citizens like how we were being made strangers in our own home he talked about constituents that were saying well you know if I get enough money I'm moving out of here because there's no future for white English children and that might have sounded extreme 55 years ago because you know the non-white, non-indigenous population was minuscule. I think there was less than 20,000 non-white people in our country in 1955, and all of them had arrived after the Second World War. But I wanted to focus it on Enoch Powell's speech and identity, because identity is something that we don't speak about enough. And at the core of it, we talk about them stealing our heritage and stealing our history and stealing our home. Yeah. But at the core of that is if we didn't let them steal our identity, they wouldn't be able to lay claim to everything else that's rightfully ours. And that's what I was trying to say. You know, as soon as you say that an African can become English just by matter of location, you know, and and take our identity. It's no different from somebody else who wanted to commit identity theft against an individual Let's say if I was to steal some woman who was much wealthier than mine's identity and then said, well, actually, this house is mine. I break into her house and say, this house is mine. This car is mine. These bank accounts are mine. Uh, And when she objects to the police, they say, well, actually, you're really racist if you say that that's not hers. And that's what's happening to white people. We're being gaslit to think that we're the criminals to objecting against what is a form of identity theft. And as soon as we yeah. give up that identity, and I know a lot of white people are soft, and they'll say, "Oh well, you know, this this person's been living in our country for twenty years, or you know, their parents were might have been Indians, like Rishi Sunyak, the yeah. the gentleman that's now running our country. Yep, he's not English, he's not British, he's an Indian living in Britain.
1: Yeah." Of course, yeah, and they see it as conquest, you know, <laughs> that it's a revenge and everything. But oh man, was Enoch Powell proven right, you know what I mean? Like he saw um, it back then, he, he had the foresight, uh, just putting the dots together, you know what I mean? And actually, we have some clips on that later today, just just to see the state of, of, of England and how the whites are, are, are tiptoeing around, you know, to please everyone else. And it's it, yeah. it's sad um and it's, it's remarkable
2: it's it's every white country yes people are afraid
1: Yep, it's incredible well here we are we're uh, slowly but surely turning that tide you know what i mean uh spearheading people li- like yourselves you know um so speaking of nation wreckers and these are not maybe the nation wreckers but it's the front men of it those who uh, basically um uh, the, the faces of uh, of the nation uh, records, if you will. Uh, they had a little meeting here today at the G seven. They're meeting over in Japan today, uh, and um, uh, Hiroshima, in fact, right? So I, I'm sure there's some it's some nuclear bomb anniversary thing or something. I'm not sure what it is, but um, here they are, the parasites. You see, let me see how they look. Here we go. Check out this. These are the latest pictures. ...that we've all been waiting for. This is the family photo. Family so photo, that's right. right. now, this is <laughs> okay. in... Uh, it's oh, I'm uh, in place that in, that looks uh, too Japan. white. The, um, it is true. It's, it's is very white, actually. With, uh, the Roshima itself. Not for long. There's Rishi. Olaf Scholz that we looking at there, Rishi Sunak. Oh, yes. Of course. From the European... Britain has to uh, be represented uh, by a non-white. <laughs> and the music, isn't it? That's Not sure he what even that music in the background. Yeah. It's something traditionally Japanese, I suspect. <laughs> he didn't like that. It sounds a little dissonant. It was almost a little eerie. It was like, oh, here's the here's the demons being paraded out in front of this gate there. All right. Anyway, there there they are. The uh, <coughs> the bozos. What can you say? I mean, again, this is they're just they're the representatives, right? They're the PR men for everything that we're seeing happening right now in the world.
0: Um.
2: I call them globalist puppets, high level globalist puppets. You know, they, they benefit greatly from it. It massages their egos. They get to march around looking like the world leaders, but we know who's really behind it. The same people that own everything, you know, like the banks, the media, pretty much everything that you look into, the pharmaceutical industries. But these aren't the only puppets though. There are much more powerful puppets, like those who run the United Nations, for example. They do seem to be very, very busy, these uh, globalists right now. Didn't they just have the the Bilderberg um, gathering as well? Yep, uh,
1: that's happening. And we have, uh, I think, actually, let me, let me mention this real quick. So Zelensky, I think, is going to show up there as well because he's got a kvetch on... Uh, I think he was complaining on the Arab nations for not giving him enough weapons or something like that, but he might uh, show up as well. Uh, new Russia sanctions. Well, it's funny, though, because the G7 is doing... Overall, very, very poorly. You know, Russia been like, we don't have to get stuck on this topic, but just like driven into the arms of, uh, of China, essentially, to like, you know, say, side with Asia, essentially. And now uh, they have the economy of the West essentially collapsing. I mean, m- much of it is literally going up in smoke. Our ammunition depots are, are being, you know, emptied but essentially all over the
2: world. I mean, if you want to look at it as if you're looking at the world as if nation states truly still exist, And there are actually warring nation states that dislike each other for genuine reasons. Much of the wars that have taken place are strategic and for a purpose. And all of these puppet leaders and all of these puppet nations, it's like the destruction of Ukraine. doesn't matter how much ammunition or how many sanctions are put on Russia. The situation is going to continue to get worse in Ukraine. And they wish it to. And I don't know whether people are aware, you know, of like the BRI, the Belt and Road Initiative of China, and what they've been doing globally. I mean, I I tried to warn people a very long time ago. Now, Russia and China, not only have they been engaging in this Belt and Road Initiative, they also have a military alliance. And they've been running joint military exercises with some of these Arab states, by the way. They are allied with Pakistan, for example. You know, it's like the Chinese currently have a military installation at Guarda Port, And also they basically own the whole of Djibouti. They've turned that into a gigantic naval base and that can seal off the, the Suez Canal. They've done very similar in Panama and they've built the the what's it called? The String of Nine Pearls around mm-hmm. India. India and China don't get on. But um, what, what they're pushing for is, you know, is a sort of end of days like situation. We've had like people forcibly vaccinated. There's going to be mass pestilence and disease. We can see what they're doing with the climate cult, trying to shut down farming and make people eat bugs. We know it's going to lead to mass famine, especially with the what is it, uh, net zero. And on top of that, they want war. You know, we've got to remember that the peoples that we're dealing with that run the world are Religiously and ideologically based, but they also seem to wish to bring about some sort of end of days for a Masonic
0: purpose. So know, much of yeah. what
2: you see in Revelations is something that they're actively trying to bring about. So what we're seeing with this global summits, this G7, this constant pumping of weaponry into Ukraine is is to start a world war. I mean, Britain, for goodness' sake, was st- sending a. Uranium, not 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 nuclear warheads, but, you know, depleted uranium, uranium. Powered. yeah. Yep. Um, weapons, which Putin even said, you know, this is a form of dirty nuclear war. I mean, yeah. the reason why they've held this in uh, the G7, I uh, had to go visit a family member who terminally has the TV on. He's very, very elderly. It's my granddad and uh, he has it on constantly. So I caught a bit of the news. And the propaganda from it was very obvious. I mean, <laughs> I didn't actually hear anything that they we were discussing. The main focus seemed to be around the fact that it was in Hiroshima. And they were making a point about, you know, how how thinking about the victims of Hiroshima and what happens when world powers go up against each other and the devastation that it causes the world. What it is is a project fear, a project fear against Russia. Oh, you know, they're gonna cause nuclear war. When really, you know. We know that there is one group of people that are pulling the strings all over, and it's something that they wish to bring about: is mass warfare.
1: Oh yeah, no, definitely, and and they're the ones who are antagonizing. They're, I mean, you're sending young Ukrainian men uh, to the death using them, you know, as as cannon fodder essentially. Endless supplies of weapon. We yeah, we know what this is about. It's so uh, obvious in terms of that. I mean, um, if it was yeah.
2: genuinely a war of nations, though, let's say China doesn't want to play second fiddle to the Jews which I can't see them doing. They've even stated you know, in that same speech where they launched the BRI in Indonesia in uh, 2013 that they wish to be the world's predominant superpower by 2040, which is the uh, 100th year anniversary of the communist revolution in China. And they're very ethnocentric, so I do Mm -hmm. think that it's possible that, you know, China may wish to seize some sort of control itself, and it's been working towards that economically. Have you seen now that... uh, America under Biden, like, they're no longer trading in dollars globally. There's been really uh, a lot of global trade now happening in yen yep, uh, and even happening in uh, rubles. You know, the Indians yep. are starting to trade in their own currency. New
1: currencies, exactly. Yeah. Gold-backed, yeah. even the BRICS countries are starting it up. It, it, that's what I'm saying. It's like this, it, it, I mean, the term they, they've been using in the uh, you know kind of Council of Foreign Relations and these, you know, The Economist, these, these kind of elites, globalist magazines is the multipolar world order, right? They're trying to create two large fax, factions. And I'm convinced that eventually they want to have them go to war with each other. This is like Eurasia yeah, versus Oceania, evidently. you know.
2: Uh, unless the peoples of the world all wake up. I know that they try and unite all peoples against white peoples, making out like we're the enemy of the world, causing all the the trouble. But I think even non-white peoples are starting to wake up to the reality of who's really behind these things.
0: Oh, I and
2: so. <laughs> I think it would be in the best interests of people, Seems as if we're under a global assault. As much as they want to eradicate white people, they don't really have a very pleasant future for their... Uh, non-white pets
1: no and no, i think definitely.
2: most people are starting to realize that uh, a global revolution of all peoples against who are the elite that rulers might be in our best interest i mean after all they do hold the majority of the world's wealth and rather than fighting over the scraps of their table wouldn't it be better just to seize back what's rightfully all ours
1: i agree let me take a couple of super chats and we'll talk about bilderberg a little bit dog whistler over on entropy uh, we have been going around the English-speaking world with guest hosts last uh, few weeks. Canada now, UK. Uh, question, question. We know immig- immigration is a problem in all of our homeland. What is uh, what is state of education for children in the UK? Is it all woke? This is more, or is it core multicultural revolution? <laughs> yeah, I mean it would be. There's a link here from or too. Uh, thank you. Yes, I, I have the story for later. This is this is escalation of the war on whites. It, it, it will be a rhetoric and eventually will be an action. I don't think we'll let it get to this. But the point is, if we become minorities in our own countries, some of these people will have no qualms about rounding us up and genociding us. I mean, some, some of them are uh, completely fanatic. But I guess there's a question for you there in terms of the uh, situation in the UK. I would say yes, of course, education in the UK, absolutely woke, anti-white, right?
2: Uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely terrible. I mean, I was actually looking at some statistics. It might have been published by Fuel Tide, I think. You know, he's quite often published in statistics. And it was looking at the sort of what people call woke, but I call anti-white racial Marxism and the increase of that since 2010. I mean, what we have is critical race theory dressed up as something else because of the backlash that came from critical race theory they now call it anti-racism which is really clever because opposing critical race theory was you know you're opposing critical race theory but opposing anti-racism automatically makes you a racist doesn't it so they, they reworded what it was called as you know, how Jews are really good at manipulating language. And um, yet yeah, that's ingrained literally throughout our entirety of our education system. And it's not just anti-whiteness. It's complete inaccurate disseminations of our history that's meant to eradicate any sense of exclusive identity in the indigenous white populations of Great Britain. They claim that the original peoples of Britain were Africans. Today, we've been told that Beatrix Potter, uh her apparently you know when she was writing about her rabbits that all came from africans you know we've got <laughs> the kind of being represented by an african we've got Netflix that's creating, funny yeah um all these uh, drama documentaries i mean you've seen it with uh the recent cleopatra, cleopatra. The yep kicked off. of course but if we do it here we're, we're deemed as racist for doing so but yes our education system is absolutely rotten rotten to the core and it's not just the anti-whiteness it's also what i would call the forcible psychological and emotional abuse of white children but also to top that off with these sort of effects that trauma has they also um push these trans agendas and lgbt agendas very heavily our education system isn't run by educators it's run by paedophiles and anti-whites here in the United Kingdom, which is why it's so important that peoples with a educational background, with a interest in white indigenous history, and peoples with digital skills, in fact, get in contact with me within the next couple of weeks. I mean, I'm going to put out a video, which is going to be a recruitment video, but part of my activities that we're going to be launching with the White Indigenous Rights Alliance is a curriculum that's going to be covering three core subject areas white indigenous history, white culture, and counter race theory. And we've already started developing most of this curriculum, but what we're going to need is people to participate in the um, creative development team, creating flipbooks, animations, and other educational experiences. And also, I want peoples with a historical and teaching background to help us fact check and to polish off the work that we've been doing. I will do a recruitment video in the next couple of weeks, and I'll publish the... Uh, the uh, role descriptions and then people who are onboarded, you can read the whole full curriculum plan. I might actually end up publishing that for other people to use anyway, but um, yeah, it's something that we're going to be countering here and offering people an alternative
1: very good. Let me. Uh, yeah, I'm showing some. Uh, <laughs> someone made a great compilation of just how many places were being replaced in our movies and culture and all this stuff. But let me take a couple of these here too. Over on uh, Odyssey, uh, Lord Aragon says, uh, "Glad you received my membership card, sir. Yeah, thank you. We did. Thank you, Lord Aragon. Good to see you. Western Warrior. Uh, Western Collapse Report rather says, uh, "Is Tommy Robinson still doing anything over the, across the pond? I think I think he is." Um,
0: I believe right.
2: he's working for rebel media. He yeah. occasionally does some documentaries. I don't think he's holding demonstrations and such like he used to. Um, apart from that, I'm, I haven't really.
1: I don't keep up with him either. <laughs> I agree. Pagan Bear says, uh, please support what you like, everybody. Thanks for the stream, Henrik and Kate. Thank you, Pagan Bear. Appreciate that. Uh, Snake Sharmer, PM for England. Yeah, that's right. Uh, thank you, Western Collapse Report. Uh, Rowdy Dude. Hail, Henrik. Hail, Kate. Thank you. Hollow Cough. <laughs> this is a great name. Uh, nothing to say other than thanks for, uh, for the work people like you and Kate uh, do. I'm noticing more people IRL agreeing with me. On who is at fault, I'm optimistic that people are finally noticing, and I'm not just in an echo chamber. I think it's 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 slowly but surely getting there. At least at least many people are willing to uh, talk about it. They're willing to uh, they can see that it's obviously wrong. They might not agree with everyone's conclusions right away, but um, yeah, it's 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 late in the hour. I mean, what can you say? (laughs) It's late in the hour. Uh, Maybe next time says uh, support whites. There you go. Thank you. Appreciate that. Good uh, good donor there. Uh, Nordic Avengers says white supremacy as defined by the state is an anti-white genocidal conspiracy theory. It it, it is. Um mm-hmm. fa- a
2: good way of pushing it.
1: Exactly. Yep. Uh, it's it's insane, right? Phatian, I think it is. Says, uh, do you think there should be a uniform classical, uniform classical homeschooling curriculum for white families based on the Trivium, Quadrivium, prog? This one I've never heard. Of. I've heard of Trivium and Quadrivium, but this is jim jim smata i think it is i've never heard of that i gotta look it up uh, i
2: will have to look up that word prob- uh, in the united states we actually already have resources like the school of the west and there are others but off the top of my head i can't actually remember because i've been researching different types of curricula curricular strategies educational strategies you no know i came across yesterday do you know that the anti-defamation league have their own curricula
0: of course most of it seems oh, yeah. to be
2: aimed at like middle school and up. But yeah, yeah they, they and they also have curriculum advisors. I mean, there's a group in the United Kingdom called BME Ed. And Wales has decided to go completely anti-racist before 2030. And they're now advising their curricula. And they seem to think that, you know, Africans have been here since, well, the Roman era or settled Britain and built Britain. <laughs> and we've literally written them out of our history. But most of the important people in Britain we're African, and this is what they're going to be teaching to our kids now. Um, In the United States, you have some fantastic resources. There's another, it's a a publisher. Um, I can't remember what they're called. You might be able to jog my memory somewhat. They've got some books on their website, which are aimed at young children. And one of them is like about the origins of white people in general. Um, And I do think that it would be very interesting if, we can collaborate across international lines to build a white curricula. I mean, here yeah, in the United Kingdom, although we're going to be covering white history, we're trying to gonna really gonna try and cover the, just the indigenous history of Great Britain. Um, we might include some of the major important events obviously worldwide as we expand into the older grades, but we wanna have a focus on establishing an identity within these children a solid sense of indigenous white identity as the English, the Irish, the Scottish, the Welsh, and them holding that uniquely as their own. So, uh, you know, we don't have a generalized white history so much for the younger ages, it's very much focused on British history.
1: Yeah, I mean, and even if, you know, you're in a country where, they, where they've where they outlawed homeschooling, like Germany or Sweden, for example, there's still, you can do this after, I, I know it's hard and the time and all that kind of stuff, right, But it, but it, but it is worth it, and if you can get your kids interested in the history, and have an access to something that someone else already prepared you can you, you know no one's going to be able to stop you from teaching your kids once they're you know home from school once you have a little bit of time over because that'd be the other thing here i mean i'd love to have a you know uh, our own complete network uh, you know all over the west where basically we can you know teach our kids our own history but we can
2: uh, create our own schools yep. like it, for, for nations like germany and sweden what they should focus on is you know Ensuring that their peoples can have an established religion, you can have religious schools, and that seems evident across Europe because it's part of the religious rights. Let's say they start an Odinist or some other sort of ethnocentric religion that gets 100,000 followers or is recognised worldwide. Then they start either an online school if they don't have the funding straight away, but that would still well, actually still class a schooling without yeah. being homeschooled, um, and then once they raise enough money, start opening actual physical schools, yes. which only peoples of certain belief systems will be able to attend. Because we know that all Christian schools now have to accept everybody, but Jewish schools, Muslim schools, um, they, they don't have to accept anything just for them, Muslim or Jewish, it's yeah. just that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, to follow up on your point there, Fetion uh, 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 absolutely he said also and the study of latin ancient greek norse languages yeah I, all of it a, a curriculum overall is incredibly important for our people and i feel like that there's pe- people now beginning such as yourself of course working towards that uh, effort you know what i mean and and eventually eventually we'll have something i mean we we got to lay the bricks now that some that, you know that families 10 20 years 30 years from now can use and something that's t- you know tested and tried that we know
2: building works opponent, yep um yeah it's very important i mean most of the resources that we're trying to build for the younger kids we don't want them online um or really you know you you don't want digital schools for young children there is a direct correlation between screen time and the lowering of iq and the probability of mental illness later on in life so you should actually only limit children under eight to like less than 30 minutes of screen time a day
1: yep that's true uh qe qe app or uh, qe cap actually it says uh, thank you henrik and thank you kate uh, the work for both uh, the both the work both of you do—I'm tripping on my words here today—it's uh, needed now more than ever. Thank you, Cubic uh, Cap. Appreciate that. Ryan Triple G Rebel Media equals false opposition holding pen. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what it is. Uh, I have a clip. We'll see if we can get you. But uh, Avi Yemeni was (laughs) going to confront that replacement. I want
2: to see that. That was funny. Oh, you haven't seen it? it. I'll play Play it a little
1: bit later. Yeah. Uh, He Watch says, great to guest choice, Henrik Bubba Telegram is one of my favorites to browse through. That's right. And I think both of them have been banned by the Apple App Store. I couldn't see them on my phone, I think, right?
2: Yeah, both have been censored. The first one, after it got censored, it started removing 10 subs a day. Exactly. Now, some of them were actually, you know, suspended or no no longer active accounts Mm. but i've had people message me saying why why have you kicked me out of this group and i haven't actually kicked those people out um it seems to have settled now but most people seem to find it difficult to find me online unless they've already found me previously unfortunately i still do have a youtube somehow
1: yeah Um, you have your youtube channel you should post a little bit more on there
2: yeah i'm not really a content creator most of the time i'm very busy in the real world and as much as i like to update people to improve morale it's just it's really low down on my priority list yeah no to just read videos there's a lot of entertainment nationalism and uh some of the activities i engage in i can't really talk about publicly anyway and I, i Apart from when I need to recruit, or I'm talking about something important, you're not really going to get me. You know, just creating a video for the sake of it, unless something exceptional has happened. You know, like when I got stopped coming back from Rome by counter-terrorism for daring to go, you know, <laughs> I on, saw that, yeah. eat pizza and eat gelato um. and see the spanish steps and Colosseum. apparently that's now
1: extremist activity oh yeah 100 absolutely yeah you need like a, what do they call it, a campsite or link tree or something that way if you need uh if you have changed you know telegrams or stuff you can update those links so people can follow you but anyway uh one more here before we dive into the topics here pagan bear do the parents or anyone not known that the schools are dangerous do they let me read that again do the parents or anyone not know that the schools are dangerous? Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, do they not know what is going on with all this African BS in British schools, Kate? I, I think they do. But many, I, as you said, don't well, speak up about people, it,
2: right? But people are trapped. You know, it's why I call the good guy token entrapment. So, you know, it's like as a white person, if you want to live in a nice and safe environment, you have to have money to live away from diversity. And still, you can't really escape it. It really takes two parents in britain to pay for a mortgage to pay your bills and do everything else it's very difficult for a man especially a white man you're not getting promotions your wages are really compressed because they're bringing in god knows how many foreigners people are losing their jobs left right and center so you know parents as much as they don't want to send their kids to school they've got no other option right they've got to go to work so they can you know, afford their bills and pay their taxes to the government that's then using that money to destroy them. Yep. And um, right. it's it's a trap that many are stuck in. And I don't have a solution for them right now, apart from really at this stage, I think that all white people, and if they were all to do this all at once, it would be successful. I and mean, it's a nonviolent option as well. And I call it the great white strike. Yep. Stop going I to agree. work, stop paying tax, stop sending your kids to school. You stop your kids from being psychologically, sexually and emotionally abused by anti-white, degenerate, LGBT, global homo Marxists. And that's what all the educators are these days. There are hardly any good teachers left in our schools and any of them that object get kicked out or bullied out from their roles. It's not safe to send your kids to school, especially if you live in a diverse area. Look what happened in Dover. And that's not new. I've got a video that was taken at least two decades ago of a northern town where the girls were saying, that these Pakistani boys and these Asian boys, are threatening to rape us. You know, they're, they're threatening to knock our teeth out if we don't give them a blowjob. And then there's adult men that are hanging out outside the schools. I mean, we've had Asians, foreign, Muslim, Pakistani men hanging outside primary schools with seven, eight-year-old children in there. So, you know, it's, it's not safe to send your kids to school, not psychologically and not physically. Anymore in in Britain, sadly. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's one of the yeah. footage on the English schoolgirls are protesting against yes, the uh, sexual assaults by uh, well, migrants.
2: The earlier video, it's it's something that's quite harrowing, really. So that interview, I think, does need more exposure. I know it's old, but it just shows you how long the safety and security of white children has been completely discarded by our society and state.
1: It's incredible. It's incredible, incredible times. Resin Revolt over on Rumble. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the the big dono. Hey, Ricky, great show. Please share this with your lovely guest. Cheers. I will. Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate it. Always good to see you, Reson. Hope you're doing well. All right, so uh, let's. Well, I mean, this is just a quick mention here, really, to be honest. But uh, uh, we had a Bilderberg uh, conference coming up here, and and no, it does. It's kind of like the World Economic Forum overall, right? It doesn't. It doesn't begin and end with them, but they're one of the cogs in the big machines uh, that's taking us in this direction that we're talking about, and, and why everything sucks and why we're being targeted. It, oh, it's Bilderberg. It's Bilderberg. It's World Economic Forum. It's United Nations. It's all these steering committees and think tanks and NGOs and all that kind of stuff. So obviously, you. Yuval Noah Harari showed up here at the airport. It was spotted uh, as he's heading off uh, to isn't he fans conference. with
2: George Soros? Was that? Isn't
1: he friends with George Soros? Oh, he was. So I'm, I'm sure he is. He, he's like the he's the Israeli gay intellectual uh, who's who's like informing all these groups. Not not everybody, but everyone praises his books on the future. Right? Uh, he wrote a, some book called Sapien, I think, and then uh, something about the future. I forget what the exact title was. Whatever. But everyone's looking to this guy as like. We'll we'll merge with machines in the future and AI, and it will be wonderful. You know, <laughs> he's the he's like the, well, the. I
0: must
2: agree with all this. Uh, as well, wasn't talking about like brain implants and all of this. Uh, I, I you know, I don't really fancy becoming a cyborg No, I
1: think I, I think we're done there <laughs> Merging that's that's a step too far. All right. Anyway, so that's kicking off. We'll keep an eye on on Bilderberg Here he is. He has that uh, He does have at the uh, virgin walk though, doesn't he? That's uh, he's like he's a this This is the meme here folks. Am I oh. wrong? <clears throat> that's the There's... that's the virgin walk right there. Let me see if I <laughs> The word virgin walk meme. Let me just see if I can find it.
2: Screams Jewish.
1: Here, let me see. Here, let me pull this up and you tell me, uh, if that's not, if that's not, that
2: is, that is, that is the meme.
1: That's that's him, that's him right there, folks. All right, good stuff. Sometimes the uh, it, it, it writes itself, as I say. All right. Anyway, so I wanted to. I don't know if there's a new trend. Maybe you have the insight on this, right? But so we have a number of blacks in England. I think it's England um, that are doing prank. Oh, they're just pranksters, right? They're walking into random uh, houses and things like that, and we're asking if there's some new trend. They're snatching dogs and stuff. Let's take a look at a couple of the footage, and then we can uh, talk about what the hell is uh, going on here. Uh, first one. Walking into random houses.
2: Oh, that house will be worth money as well. Oh
1: boy, yeah, this is a big house. Looks like it's London. England.
0: James? They just walk right in. James. Yeah. James. Hi. You man come. Hello, um, James. We need to speak to James. James. Her. Hi. Um, and the kid
1: there too. Look at this. Is this
2: no, where the you study group is? Group? No. No. What door number is this? No. Weapon no. out. No, oh, fire, fire, fire,
1: fire. Leave now, or I'll shoot. The, the problem though is oh,
2: you don't have you don't have guns here in the no night, no I
1: know, I know I know but that's not I'm, I'm that kind isn't of being facetious
2: something that white people are allowed to do
1: yep can you imagine if, if if and when something does happen you know that they'll be seen as the the innocent uh oh for you know for no reason innocent black boy <laughs> unarmed black boy attacked by white supremacists for making TikTok video that that's that's would be the headline you know
2: that would that, be what it is I mean the thing that I've seen with these Africans is is the more, the more leeway you give them, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. And what he's doing there, you know, breaking into somebody's home and treating it as if it's its own and with complete contempt is something that Africans do every day. We have thousands of them coming over in dinghies, doing it, being invited by our government. You know, they arrive on our soil and instantly feel entitled to everything that's ours, not just entitled to everything that's ours, but they feel that they should be given, you know, precedence over the actual white indigenous population for some imaginary sins that we've committed. And it's because they've been, how can we put it, enabled by these globalists. I mean, it's almost like the white world has been brainwashed ever since George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter big process that happened during lockdown, that if you're a white person, you must tolerate anything that these Africans do. And these Africans honestly will push their luck as far as they can with white people because they know that no matter what, we can't do anything. Even that's the right. police yeah. are scared to arrest black criminals. They don't even bother investigating it. Oh, he's black. I don't want to be the next one accused of racism in the newspapers. So, none of them do anything. This this kid that's in this video, I'm not sure if it is him in the other TikTok, but I was sent a TikTok earlier on yeah, today.
1: Yeah, let's check that one.
2: He was on. stealing somebody's pet. It, I mean, and the thing is, is as soon as, let's say, somebody, I mean, if somebody was to break into my home, I think I'd be quite reasonable but if they posed a serious threat to me and I felt that I needed to defend myself and my property I shall do that and I think a lot of other people would react in the same manner especially if I had any vulnerable people in my house at that point in time yeah people crossing the threshold into my into my property I would see as um an act of hostility straight away and if they didn't leave immediately that act of trespass I would see as a threat to my personal safety and anybody else in there. And yeah. under our law, we, we can we can still defend ourselves. As much as they try to make out that we can't in our media, we can. And I would advise all white people who have foreign origin people ro- just randomly coming into their home. I mean, this gentleman had what looked like a toddler
1: in yes. the background. Yes, yep. Um,
2: the, they, they they, should make sure that they protect their house and their family from these people. Oh, absolutely, like say, it's, yeah. You give them an inch, they'll take a mile. They know that they're unprosecutable at this time. The police won't even arrest them. I, I
1: know, and then it's this, this is why we can't have nice things, such as an open, <laughs> is, de, demo, you know, de, I don't like the word, but you know, just to, to borrow the, the shit libs' terms for a while, an open democratic society where everyone is free and it's liberal. And, you know, they, here, here they are right the The door is open. They're probably enjoying. It's it's finally getting some you know summer weather, uh, you know over well, there and stuff. These and kinds
2: of people usually haven't suffered this kind of enrichment. In, in London, it's always on your doorstep anyway. Because um, I don't know whether it's like this in America, but in London, you can have very very wealthy residences, and less than two streets down, so like a block down or so in America, you would have very very poor people. They're literally living on top of each other. Yeah, and yeah. on top of that are, are Pakistani Lord Mayor has made sure that many of these foreign origin people have been given council houses that are actually like three story mansions that be worth a million dollars on the private market. So now now they're getting a taste of this enrichment and they don't like it and they want to move out, but they don't like to admit it because that would make them racist.
1: Again, again, can't, can't be racist. Here's the other clip you mentioned. Check this out, guys. Oh, no, that's the wrong one again. Here we go. Here's the dog snatcher. Here.
2: Uh, hello. How to get you a We got free a nice dog. dog.
0: Sorry?
2: We got a nice dog.
0: She's lovely, she's. Yes. Family dog. <laughs>
2: Don't run away. We're in we 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 a gang, whole lot of gangs. We're outside. We're
0: outside. We're outside. Bro, because it's fucking dog. We're outside every single time.
1: Oh my God, these people are just, they're running the show. I mean, entirely here. They, they know they can walk, as you said, they can walk all over white people. I mean, just they can do whatever the hell they want. And this is going to escalate. It's going to get worse and worse. I, I think uh, there were some examples in like, uh, I think this was the US or whatever, but like they're doing pranks now where they're like, you know, they're taking out a, a, a gun, which is, yes, a, you know, kind of a toy gun or a model gun, whatever you want to call it, like a, a replica. Um, but a lot of problems is happening now, and I I, I don't know. I Blame like TikTok, th- like things like that too, like these trends that take off. And then on top of that, they have so if they do have an encounter with a white person, then it can turn into the oh look at this Karen that I encountered and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, it's absolutely insane. I don't know if that is the same guy. Uh, he's somewhat similar, but I, I would assume that this is the. There's a, quite a few more of these we're gonna see over the next couple of uh, months. I'd reckon.
2: Yes, they start to have uh, trends where people start to copy each other. The Africans, though, you know, recently they had a trend of just rushing into shops and stealing everything. So I think they've got bored of that now because they've stolen everything that they want. So now it's just attack random white people, usually targeting what looked like the weak and the vulnerable. Of course, yeah, it
1: looks like an old lady there, basically with her well, dog. You know, yep. Oh my God! All right, yep. No, this is uh, this is the new uh, the new reality. Until white people put down their foot, you know, kind of thing, and it's going to hurt, and it's going to get worse, and it's going to get bad. And someone uh, shared this footage too. Check this out, uh, Brad- Bradford. I think it is Bradford, England. Just look at this scene here. There's no audio on this, but uh, yeah, Britain first shared this. Uh, I think w- the comment I made when I saw this was one stop. Stop this. Two, deport all of them. Three, find the people who did this and hold them accountable. I I don't know I don't know what else to say when I see stuff like that. Those
0: three things
2: are my primary objectives in life.
1: There you go. Yep. Yep.
2: Holy shit. I I plan to deport all of these people, not just deport the ones that have come from foreign nations all peoples of foreign origin including the paper british the identity thieves that have got their feet firmly under our table thinking that because they have a passport at this point that it's never going to be revoked it is we're going to revise and revoke all the citizenships granted to foreign nationals and if we think that it's been granted as a legal act of genocide it will be revoked and they will have six months to get their affairs in order If they don't get their affairs in order in six months, they'll be detained and forcibly deported and they won't be reimbursed for the property that we seize. They have this view that no we, we're we're
1: in now you can never do anything about this it's like no it's a law. it's literally just a law change. It's political will aspirations of changing these laws and 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 overnight I know this is the new policy now if you came in through these in these years uh you're gonna you're gonna leave <laughs> you know what I mean it's not not rocket science you know um but no um well kids okay, coming back there. I want to l- let me show you this the other story here too we had uh obviously as things change demographically in the country right? Uh, we're in the, all of the UK, and now we're in Scotland here, obviously. But um, new uh, new, wonderful oh, medleys God, yes. uh, in terms of the fashion is uh, showing up here. Scotland's Islamic tartan is going viral. But why now? Yeah, what possibly could it be now when we just had uh, a uh, Paki, right, uh, appointed uh, as the... Uh, Pakistani
2: Muslim. First, first, first they minister. Speak about there being too many white men in positions of power, you know, in their own country. And uh, somehow we went from this hysterical and insane short woman uh, who apparently allegedly has engaged in some fraudulent activity to having this this Pakistani gentleman who uh, clearly hates the indigenous population of Scotland. Um, And what we're seeing is, like I say, it's a complete theft of identity. You know, these people, they say that they hate white people and they hate white culture. They seem quite desperate to be us.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, actually, uh, appropriating the Chartan, everything.
2: The Chartan in itself. I mean, is anybody there actually Islamic? But apparently the Chartan is all based on uh, some principles of Islam, like the five pillars of Islam and such.
1: I, I'm not sure. I don't have the details on that, but uh, no, they they they'll take things that are symbols of ours and then they they pervert them. They smear all their stuff over it and they say, look, look, this is ours now. We own this. And even if they didn't do that, as you said, like all these people are talking about the evils of colonialism or whatever the hell it is, right? Like well, you can you can decolonize your life. You can everything that you've benefited from f- from colonize, colonizers or from colonization, all the inventions of white people, just get rid of it. That but but that's what this is about. This is about this is about. They know that if they whine and complain and scream instead of doing something, white people they fold, they feel guilt, and they'll start doing stuff for you. It's the path of least resistance. That's what I think it is about.
2: I've had a lot of experience of peoples of different races, especially when they get what I is a term that's used in Britain uppity, um, and what they're not used to is white people with a backbone. And a lot of the time, when they're faced with one, they actually back down quite quickly because they know they know what they're doing is wrong.
1: Yeah, absolutely, it's Whom Yusuf, right? The new, and he wasn't elected. Well, he was selected by uh, what was it, thirty? council men and women or something i forget how many it was but uh a
2: bit like rishi is unelected right now exactly we we have foreigners in most of the top positions in the united kingdom you know we're still supposed to be 74 percent of the population and yet we have a full anti-white agenda and most of our governance is done by foreigners
1: it's incredible absolutely It's, it's going so fast uh let me see here um maybe next time sends a super chat over an odyssey i don't think we did that this one right support but actually we did them support whites thank you um let me see here i'm i'm losing my place let me see where are we here um, well, while you're
2: finding it, i'm gonna go grab my laptop charger because it's flashing this red thing and you got it
1: off. yep no worries i'll read a couple of these real quick here let me see if i can find my place uh western collapse report says london is 60 60- Non-white now, right? Yeah, I'll ask Kate about that. I forget exactly what the statistics is, but it's basically something like that, right? Uh, Holocoff says, uh, "Yuval Noah Harari." Yes, yeah, speaking to our uh, our lovely Virgin Walkman right there. Uh, let me put him back on screen again. I know you want to. I know you want to see this guy. So let me do that. Uh, <laughs> Yuval Noah Harari uh, is the modern-day Alois Alawas, Alawas Huxley. Was that the brother of uh, Julian? Was that was that who was? Uh, it is not predictive programming. It's projective, projective programming. There you go. Uh, that's a new one. Holokoff um, again says, uh, this is in St. John's Wood, I believe. Maybe leftists, oh, the uh, the uh, Bradford footage that I played, maybe. Maybe leaflet the areas of the liberal elite. They may donate uh, when they see there's a golem entering their area. Yeah, maybe they will. <laughs> uh, the Second Wanderer. Over on Odyssey, it says, uh, Mr. Henrik, speaking of these issues, what is your personal opinion of George Soros? Oh, it's
2: not working.
1: So not working. How's it going over there?
2: Um. Yeah,
1: just give me a moment. Yeah, no, go ahead. Whatever you need to do. I'll keep things going, Okay. You know,
2: we came on before and there was a light and a light blue. It's on an extension cord that I don't think is actually... Wanting to function, it might have overheated, and this doesn't quite reach right the way across my office.
1: If we um, uh, if we lose you, you can always join through phone if you want to. But uh, we can we can see how long it lasts. It's up to you.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna message someone to bring oh, me one.
1: Okay, you got it. Um, yeah, George Soros, the uh, second one asked me about here. Well, I mean, uh, I think it's a. Uh, uh, he's he's a he's a beneficial boogeyman, kind of like Klaus Schwab a little bit. It doesn't mean that they what they do is not damage. Obviously, it is with the, the open uh, open um, what it's called open foundations. What is it called again? Open democratic foundations, open society, or something like that. Um, they do a tremendous amount of damage, and there's so much money floating around, and these are well tied into into all these other organizations that we that we talked about, right? But it's also this. Uh, I I feel a little bit that it's very easy for kind of the normie con uh, normal conservatives out there to kind of like, oh well George Soros is doing this and that and, and some of the sometimes that's true of course, right um, but there's so many other people and sometimes he gets all the fame, all the glory, all the attention and uh, I don't think he he deserves it. There's a lot of other groups and people you can uh, you can add on to that but you know it still makes him uh, he's a nation wrecker uh, like so many other ones saw them. Uh, okay. We had a couple more here from Dog Whistler too. Let me go through these. Uh, talking about education, did either of you see the thing about Belgium to mandate all babies to attend government-run ra- daycare from six months to pre—really from six months I to preschool? I have not seen that. No. I have not seen that either. No, na- no nannies, no stay-at-home moms. You must send your kids to government indoctrination. I, you know what? I'm not surprised by that. Is this? Uh, oh, that's what this is here uh matthias desmet now he's the one who did the what was that called doing the COVID thing um for uh, mass formation right that's him i think it's his sub stack here the state can raise your child better than you can yeah absolutely i mean we know that that's that's the end uh end goal uh of a t- fully full takeover it's basically just seeing parents as, as a um as a quick go-between right that actually maybe can produce the child but once the child is in the world then it's like all right we'll take it from here okay just sit back uh get a new pod put on the vr headset uh, enjoy these chocolate flavored bl- bugs uh, and we'll do it for you uh yeah the, st- the story here says the belgian politician connor rousseau and his social democratic Vor vora party Uh, Want to require parents to send their children to daycare and kindergarten? There are still politicians who think of the children and the logic is conclusive the first six years of life are Decisive for the future life of the child that cannot be left to the parents The state must take its responsibility and release money Uh, a few billion is enough to get the job done I have not heard of this before but this is Absolutely insane. Holy smokes. Yeah, I don't doubt it translate this. Thanks. uh, Dog whistle for sending the link and stuff like that, but uh, no, there's some countries that are like this, and uh, uh, I mean, and again, homeschooling banned in Sweden, banned in Germany, and stuff like that. Um, they, at some point, if they could, I think, Kate, if you're, if, if everything's working for you there over there, uh, at some point, as I said, they, they will just take full control of the kids. You know what
2: I mean? <sighs> oh, okay, we're charging.
1: Okay, it's working. Good. Okay, perfect. Yeah,
2: the, the, I think I think the uh, lights blown, but uh, the, the, the the charger is now working. You I know have you had some uh, electrical issues before. It,
1: so <coughs> the the Mossad yeah, no, was uh, that, messing that. with. So, sorry, go ahead. We're <laughs> talking about each other.
2: <laughs> I mean, how? you've always thought that uh propaganda in many ways wouldn't be that effective against very young children it's one of the areas that i've really struggled with with the counter-critical race theory part of our curriculum is that m- much of what you'd be teaching children is quite complex and also quite stressful it's not something that you want to put on children's shoulders but you know when we've been looking at what the marxists are doing they're trying to indoctrinate kids literally from like six months old there are uh, Books to read to babies called like anti racist baby, for example.
1: I know, yep. Ibram X. Kendi, we know him well. All right, hopefully, the connection is good between us. Um, let me uh, let me go to the next topic here, too, because I wanted to mention uh, what's going on with Mark Collett. There's a a Jewish group over in the UK, and maybe you maybe you have more details about this, maybe you don't. Uh, the The British. Yeah, the British I Board of Deputies
2: the Anti-Defamation
1: League. Ah, okay, got you. Yeah, the, the most powerful Jewish group in the UK, Mark writes here, is calling for Patriotic Alternative to be banned, of course, by government because I made the following two statements. The British Board of Deputies support mass immigration into Britain and opposes groups that call for immigration control. They oppose the idea of indigenous Britons remaining a majority in their ancestral homelands. And whilst Jews constantly talk about white overrepresentation and demand ethnic quotas, that always results in fewer whites being employed. Jews themselves are vastly overrepresented in media and are quick to silence anyone who mentions this fact. And as Mark says, "Where's the lie?" So here uh, he links to the uh, the piece where they're attacking him for being a neo uh, evil neo Nazi. Is this the one? No. Let me see here. Let me click in on this. Um, they. I'm, I'm surpri- Here it is. I'm surprised that. do you know uh, use
2: that photo. I mean, he's got much much uh, of
1: course but we know, <laughs> we know why they're we know they're doing this is like wasn't this the Russell Brand documentary from on Channel four this is like 20 years ago or something
2: I, I, I think so I didn't take great interest in that I don't really care what people did 20 years ago to be honest I don't think it's usually relevant to today
1: oh boy well they're gonna they're gonna try everything right because uh, i mean mark had their uh the pa uh pa twitter accounts shut down his personal i think uh laura tallers were shut down as well i'm not sure if you ever were on twitter and if you are part of that purge or something like that but uh, i
2: didn't really go on twitter for very long and i had other people managing my twitter accounts because i'm an extremely long-winded person so twitter with very limited space for me to be able to write in um i didn't like it you can do, uh, so I utilize it you
1: can do long posts now I th- I'm, I'm not sure if you have to be a blue subscriber but you can do long posts I, I it's not even limited I think at all maybe there's a limit but you know it's, you can do very long uh, it's just a read more link that you have to click to to kind of expand the whole thing so uh, you should get on Twitter <laughs> we'll see what happens uh, not with now with a new CEO I don't think too they'll it's gonna be great. on that for very long yeah, yeah I know exactly right uh, okay so anyway this is obviously that they're targeting mark here uh, and we'll see if anything comes out of this. But, but there's a reason to 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 worry because, of course, they make uh, opinions illegal and and they make podcasts illegal. They target people uh, by saying that it's it's a hate crime and all these kinds of things. And of course, one of the recent examples of this is uh, Sven Sven Longshanks, who who I've communicated with over email a number of times. He's always been super nice, very supportive of us. He's been a member and things like that. Uh, and I just I hate seeing this. Um, uh, you know, it's with difficult
2: him. Difficult for all nationalists, I think. It doesn't even matter if you're from a different nationalist group that doesn't even particularly like another nationalist group, which, you know, doesn't actually apply to me. But you see people, let's say in Britain, who have some petty squabbles. And when something like this happens, they're all in agreement that it's just disgusting. Yeah. I mean, the same judge, he, he's, he's let off paedophiles with community service, people who've, you know, ruined children for life. And yet you get somebody who may have said something Purty words on the internet being jailed um, you know, it's like with with what Mark said it's not like he said anything that's untruthful this is the thing with like the anti-defamation league and the board of deputies they can never prove that what's being said is untruthful I mean why why do they why do they never try and pursue any of these nationalists for defamation why do they always go for hate crime I mean, surely it's a hate crime to keep inaccurately disseminating the history of the white peoples to stir up racial animosity towards us. Surely it's a hate crime to say that you want to abolish whiteness, i.e. the white race. I mean, what they're doing is promoting genocide, yet that's allowed on all mainstream platforms. You can have a, a black woman on mainstream TV, saying how disgustingly white the royal balcony was at the coronation. Could you imagine if I said how disgustingly black anything was? I mean, it's it's Yeah, yeah, it's It's it's, the hate speech against us and the assault against us as white people and the words and language that is constantly used to assault us. The hate speech as they would call it. I mean, if, if we were to talk about the Jews in the same manner, then they would say it was anti-Semitic. Yep. But when we say it's anti-white, they tell us that we can't be anti-white because white doesn't exist.
1: It is pretty crazy. I think we have some issues on Odyssey, guys, but uh, if you want to, uh, well, I guess you wouldn't hear it if you're on Odyssey, but someone dropped a link to Rumble and stuff like that. Not sure what's going on. Uh, hopefully, there's some temp glitch on Odyssey, but we might get back on there. But we stream to uh, a number of other locations as well, so you can just pick up there, guys. But uh, no, anyway, th- this has been a crazy case to watch and, and the smearing of him. And as you said, just like the... Oh, he said some edgy, spicy, hurtful words on the internet, and and to compare, yeah, like is it can we compare that to someone and who's like
0: sexually I look raping and children?
2: Analyze every single one of these cases when I get time, because I'm just so overworked right now. There are so many things, you know, like you say, you're just bombarded with anti-nationalist things constantly. But this is one of the things that really bothers me, and I'd like to compare what they class as stirring up racial hatred when white people do it in comparison to what other peoples of other races are doing and if the police won't prosecute them then i think it might be time for us to start crowdfunding to bring about private prosecutions of people that stir up racial hatred towards white people
1: yep absolutely yeah no no doubt i mean we need our own uh, uh, you know adl essentially or splc we need these yeah. working groups we need our own curriculum there's so many so many things we can and should do and I'm just also, I I will never sit and wait for this, but I hope that at some point there are some people among our folk that are smart enough, that do have means, that are industrious, that are wealthy, that realizes the dire situation that we're in and basically says, oh, I I better start, you know, funding some opposition groups here and someone who can push back against this or we're all going to be screwed. My children won't have a future. And I and I. It's just a hunch, you know, but I've, I feel that, that that's right at the cusp. It, it feels like it's it's slowly happening. I'm not sure what your hunch is, but it, the more I see, of our people that... There's a lot of
2: people. I think there's yeah. a silent majority, in fact, within my country at least, who really understand the situation in many ways. They don't understand who's behind it, but they're starting to sense that sort of imminent threat to their own existence and way of life mostly because they're no longer allowed to veto taking any of these foreigners, the so-called refugees in. So nice little towns and villages are having influxes of foreign fighting age men who are committing atrocious acts against them. And they're realizing they're becoming a minority. They look on the TV and everybody representing them isn't English and they can see the anti-whiteness going on. And I think, yes, there are wealthy people and there are also a lot of other people who aren't wealthy but would like to do something. but one, it doesn't feel safe for them to do so. And secondly, people aren't offering them viable solutions. No one's saying, here, I've got a plan, this is a viable plan. This is how we overcome this particular issue or this particular issue. If you invest in me, this is what you're going to expect. Or this is what I'm going to try to fulfill for
1: you. Yeah, yeah.
2: And you can watch my accounts, you can be involved, you can even if somebody was to give to one of my organizations, for example, a large amount of money, then they'd probably be brought on board as a director so they have some legitimate control over that organization, for example. But there are a lot of people, I think, sat in the sidelines waiting for something that they can put their trust into. Yeah. And I think that that's what we need to bring about. And that's why I think multiple operational strategies that concentrate on different core areas of act but things that we need to be tackling whether that's in lawfare whether that's white charitable organizations whether that's black mirrored organizations like ones that would be similar to like the anti-defamation league for example or um bme ed we we need our own forms of organizations and a lot of it is always been put into either trying to expose, so through nationalist media or through nationalist parties. And I think that although these things are very beneficial as their own, they're not standalone solutions, but if we were to take on what we're facing on a multifaceted attack, like I say, multi-operational with many different strategies that we've not undertaken before, we could see strategies that we've previously undertaken being much more successful than they were previously, let's say like the democratic strategy
1: yeah, no, absolutely. And, and by the way, while we have this up here, uh, let me show that on screen, guys, too. We have a Give, Send, Go for Sven-, Sven here as well, where you can support him. I encourage everybody to do that. I didn't actually know about this until now, so I'm glad that uh, PA linked that up as well. It's right there on screen for Give, Send, Go. Uh, give, Send, Go.com forward slash support Sven if you can. He's raised uh, a, mm-hmm. a decent amount already, but he needs more, okay? <laughs> like, he needs more than that. He has a medical condition as well, you know, things like that. Completely, just like you know, uh, hounding this guy and going after, him, making an example out of him. I think it was the judge that even said that, right? This might also we're, we're giving him this harsh punishment because it might deter others. So now we should be afraid of voicing our opinions and stuff. But at the end of the day, really, what this is about is thought control, right? Not only thought control, but emotional control. They're they're claiming that a human emotion such as hate is somehow illegal and that we're not allowed to 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 use that. I, look, I could say. You could argue that in terms of illegality whatever. Okay, if you act well, on that or whatever, if you do a crime because of that. It's
2: else to experience hate. It's only illegal for white people. Oh, but exactly. They're trying to of course. Uh, legalize our emotions. I actually went on a bit of a, a, a telegram rant earlier on today because somebody, for some reason, uh, decided to post the song, which was written by Oasis. And it, it talks about not looking back in anger. And it was the song that was used by the Marxists after the Manchester Arena bombing. And a few weeks later, they were talking about reparations and such. And I'm like, oh, so we're not supposed to look back in anger about kids being murdered two weeks ago, but the foreigners are allowed to look back in anger about things that never happened to them, what, 300, oh, yeah. years ago? Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. They're allowed to look back in anger. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, if the Pakistanis want to riot about, you know, their ex-prime minister being arrested in our streets, that's acceptable. Oh, if the Africans want to riot in our streets because a career criminal junkie in the United States died whilst being arrested, that's perfectly acceptable. But I, if you I don't attack you George
1: Floyd, Floyd now. It's one of our saints.
2: To torture and murder our peoples, then apparently that is illegal because hate, hate in itself should be treated as a crime when it's experienced by a white person.
1: It's incredible. It's so far gone, like down the, maybe not even Orwellian is the right Orwell. term here, but yeah, the it, it's, Orwellian
2: just, hellhole. it's
1: a hellhole. That's right. And it's just getting worse and worse. And as we saw with that other, uh, and, and actually we have a couple of examples of that that we could talk about too. Check out this next one here uh, in, in terms of like what when this is in America now, but like how far does white police and and look I don't have much sympathy for many of them and, and you know, blah 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 You know, I'm not like a you're black the back to blue, you know, kind of guy whatever But it's the point here right of just showing as you just as you said before how afraid they are because that they, they know that's gonna be the next um, uh, what was his name again? Uh, D- oh, I,
2: I Daryl uh, Brooks,
1: or what, what was his name? No, not Brooks, anyway. Oh, the, uh, uh, the guy who, I can't uh,
2: remember the gentleman. he had sort of a Polish name, didn't he? I can't remember the, the main white officer that was made an example of in the George Floyd. Case. Yeah, they're all scared that they're gonna come become another, well, gonna become another one of him.
1: Let me see if I can find his name real quick. I can't believe I've forgotten there. Uh, Derek Chauvin. That's what it was. Derek Chauvin. OK, this cop is you know that he hes seen the pictures on the media. He he this is going through his head as he is experiencing this. That will show you in a moment here. And he thinks like, I, I, I'll just I'll say stop and then I'll say stop again. And maybe then he will stop instead of just like doing what you rightfully should do at a moment like this, which is basically to defend yourself because otherwise you might die. Um, so here's the here's the footage. Guys, check this out. This is pretty crazy stuff. David Santa Clara said here exactly how afraid are white police officers of shooting black criminals stop the car stop the car stop the fucking car stop the fucking car stop the fucking car stop it stop the car stop the car get off the fuck put on goddamn brakes put on the fucking brakes put on the brakes stop the fucking car Stop the fucking car, man! Jesus! Stop the car, man! The chase stop so he flew off of there the the white police officer right at the end he flew off i'm not sure actually what happened if he died or if he was just critically injured or something but
2: uh I, funnily enough i've actually seen a bit about this story the police officer broke his back oh my god so yeah the police officer the white police officer's back was broken and the um black man who was responsible i think he got less than five years ah, for the, of everything that he'd done
1: look at this it's just insane and of course he should just have shoot, just why shoot him through on, the window
2: why yeah. was he on the, the the bonnet of the car in the first place is that is that normal he,
1: he um well he drove up uh, he drove into him right so he in the beginning there you can see it he's like why he get, would
2: you draw your weapon if you're not going to use it
1: just to threaten him i would assume and, and try to get him to stop but he didn't stop he just kept driving <laughs> This is an incredible thing to see. Holy! Shit. Stop it! Stop! I will stop again. Just shoot! Shoot, man! You know, what I mean, that's like frustrating watching this. But oh well, you know, the, the, this is the this is the modern uh, police for you now. This is what they this is what they wanted, right? They wanted to get to a stage where the the criminals and in this case most cases not always of course there's white criminals too but you, we, we see the trends of what's going on the out, out of proportion racial crime among uh you know uh, blacks and other you know non-white groups and things like that they want them as you said before to have free reign essentially to feel that they can do whatever the hell they want and if the police are are white they can't do they should go out put their life on the line potentially not come home to their own kids one day for for fear out of being called a racist by the media. It's such a commie Marxist uh, pressure that they put on society in order to destabilize it entirely. That's what I'm seeing here.
2: I saw a video of a woman who apparently was a refugee from North Korea who had settled in the United States, who apparently was uh, robbed, assaulted, she had a purse taken by a black woman or black women, and somehow she still had a mobile phone. Apparently, when she tried to call the police, other Americans intervened and told her that uh, it was racist for her as a North Korean. So it's not just white people to um, to, to call the police on a black person. There you because go. Because they'd be subject to police brutality and you know systemic racism, of course. So yeah, it's it's got to like we saw with the Africans that were wandering t- into people's homes. Like we've seen where Africans will jump over counters at takeaways and rob the counter, or they all enter into a store somewhere and they just mass shoplift and nobody stops them. No. The security won't nope. stop them, the police won't stop them. No, nope. Nobody will intervene. They have been given impunity to act in any criminal manner that they wish to. Our laws are no longer implemented and certainly not on a equal basis.
1: No, absolutely not. Uh, second wonder earlier regarding the George Soros comment says, do you think he might be inherently evil, though? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at him, he looks he looks like an evil, you know, he has that um, Jonathan Greenblatt kind of look like, a you know, Nosferatu or <laughs> something. He might very well be. But, uh, no, his actions are, are certainly uh, evil. I, I think some people are just, you, you never be able to reform them, even... You know, it's just their nature. You know what I mean. And he's definitely one of them. Uh, Archie says, "When I returned to Canada, I watched news from the left and right to get a feel for the politics. I felt the left wants me dead. How <laughs> can white people not be waking up, or are they wake waking up but are scared silent? Uh, what I feel is that they're, as you, I think you said this earlier, kid. They're, they're they're quiet. They're waiting. They're observing. They're studying. They're 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 you know." calmly in the background seeing where this is going. We have, we all know uh, where this is going kind of thing, right? But some people, I think, are still like, let's see if this calms down what's going on here. But at some point, I think a majority...
2: I, I think that's where people yeah. were a few years ago. Let's see if this calms down. Right. There was some level of trust in the government and in the state. You see, it's, it's very terrifying for the average citizen in society who has put so much trust into the state and all of these state services to admit that the entire system is rotten to the core and wants them dead and is actively working towards that. I mean, that realisation in itself, um, I think many people, because they can't see a solution to it, go into a state of denial. In fact, I've I've looked into it. Apparently, it's a well-documented phenomenon with genocides, is denial um, before, during, and after a genocide takes place by the perpetrators and victims alike. But uh, I think some of the more composed and sensible white people, I, I know a number of highly intelligent uh, peoples in Britain that have very good jobs, um, who are aware of what's going on, but won't show any public affiliation with myself for obvious reasons, and I wouldn't ever force them to. Um, and, you know, they can't see a solution out of it. Most of their solutions are, I'm going to get myself and my immediate family as far away from this as I possibly can. But in the United States, you have huge, huge areas of land. So the running away to the countryside and build a white community is plausible. The idea of a breakaway state is plausible. The United Kingdom is a tiny, tiny island. And uh, the, the same activities are not going to do us any good. In fact, people that have engaged in white flight have kept seeing that doesn't matter how far you run, they're gonna chase us down back to the back of beyond and they're gonna take every resource that we have. So I think the fight back is the only option that we actually have, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I mean, eventually, it's just it's just putting off the inevitable, right, even in whatever country you are. In a way, they will get to you eventually, unless, of course, we kind of collectively all over the West kind of manage to, like, you know, turn this around or whatnot. Well, the point is we'll have to try. We'll have to try multiple different uh, angles. I 100% understand that people are like, I'm, I'm not going to stay with my kids, or whatever, in this area and, and risk it and chance it or whatever. Like, we, ha- in the meantime, if you have to get out, I can't. Do that if you can, if you have to move, get away, get, go to go to an area where you know there's good people, start building a network there, start forming a tribe, a group of people, start organizing, get people together, etc., make people aware, all those kinds of things. Uh, but then we have to fight, we still have to, some of us will still have to continue fighting on a national and local level politically too. We have to fight on, on multiple fronts at the same time, Kate.
2: I completely agree.
1: Uh, so we had, let me see here, I can do, uh, let me do these uh, two here real quick. Two, uh, 1980 Chrysler Cordova says, uh, thanks for the show. Well, thank you, appreciate that. White Capability says, I was just talking about Kate with my daughter yesterday. She's says, I'm familiar with you, so this will be a great introduction. Fantastic timing. Uh, well, we're glad, glad to help. Glad, well, we're glad you. to have Kate here as well. All right, so let's see what else we had here. We had some other uh, uh, topics <coughs> lined up. Uh, I w- let's, let's skip actually to this one. Uh, this is one of those... This is like this, the, the the Karen uh, slur, right? That they've been using, right? So there was a just just bake it down. I think there's a report on it. We could play that too. But white pregnant woman who's working in the health industry was blamed for trying to steal, <laughs> to steal a bike from a black kid or a, a gang of black a gang kids
2: of, of young black men. I mean, yeah. I mean, it sounds completely plausible, doesn't it? You know, white. Pregnant hospital worker stealing bike from gang of young black <laughs> men. I mean, how many people would read that headline and think, "Yeah, that, that, that's that's completely plausible"? Look like, who, at this Karen. You know? Oh, it's the Karen. Oh, it's
1: the Karen. Look at this Karen. Of course, she's going after you blacks.
2: Get fired or suspended? I heard some. Uh, I heard on some grapevine that this Karen who tried to rob a bike from a poor group of African males. Um, was fired from
1: her job. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, what I mean, she was probably like considered a COVID nurse hero just two years ago, whatever. And now she's like, oh, no, turning the back on you, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, here's it. So NBC News still have this up. Someone tweeted this out and says, I hope she sues NBC. The story is still up with no correction, despite it being clear that they, the black men, the youths, were trying to rob her. Uh, they're making the victim the villain because she's white. Yes. And they're just saying, Well, this she's a Karen. We can do this, right? So the latest update was the receipts, she she had a legal representation. The attorney contacted media. They said they showed all the receipts. She paid for the bike ahead of time, right? To rent the bike, whatever the hell it's called, to to get home from work. She showed the receipts. I
0: hope, she sues. I, I, ho- I, hope I I hope
1: she so. Sees. I definitely hope so. So rece- receipts the
2: Americans are so lucky that I don't live there. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you guys don't have to pay costs. I mean, one of the reasons why people uh, don't sue like they do in the United States here in the United Kingdom is because with most cases, you get hit with costs and you could lose your house, whereas in the United States, that's that's not something. So I really do hope that she sues them. I think that it's something that more Karens and uh, white people should do when they're misrepresented.
1: Am I missing this? I thought there were, there's like enormous legal fees in the U.S., no
2: no apparently i was told that they don't have the same sort of legal fees if you if you were to lose your case you're not going to get hit with the costs of the case you'd still have to pay your solicitor and your barristers and such huh. you have to pay some court fees but you don't get hit at the end with the whole cost of litigation am i might- Incorrect in thinking. I'm
1: that. not sure that's, that's that's news to me, but uh, okay. Now they, they might, maybe someone in chat can clarify. Maybe it's depending on whether it's you know civil lawsuit. Well, that would be a civil lawsuit, something like this, right? But anyway, uh, so so. But back to the the story. Receipts show the white hospital worker accused. And and when were they ever write that otherwise? If this was a non-white person, it would be woman or man or boy or child or teenager or youth or something, right? Now here's a wh- white hospital worker accused. In viral video of trying to steal a black man's rental bike, paid for it herself. Lawyer says. Yeah. Here's the um uh I think let's see if New York Post has a little bit from this here. New York hospital Karen, ugh, paid for a city bike at center a viral fight with black man lawyer. Let's play a little bit of this here. Here's the I haven't seen help. this yet actually. Help me!
0: Please help me Please help me, help get
1: and the base conservatives are just like hey look at this karen you know <laughs> like oh my god really how they are you still doing this uh, but yeah no so so total inversion total lie right of the whole thing uh, uh, completely just made up in a narrative out of nowhere there was a video somewhere maybe i didn't link to it anyway but anyway so th- th- i'm not surprised this is this is how they run the show now and, and again so it's this always it's to create the fear in white people that like you can't even even if something is rightfully yours Do you really want to be the next viral face of, of a Karen or a white supremacist if you're a man, right?
2: I would love to be the next viral Karen. <laughs> they would have to rename it. They'd be like, oh my goodness Viral Katie Karen and
1: it's called a Katie. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Oh my god. I, it is it is crazy Let me see what someone said here uh, on Odyssey, yeah, Odyssey is a little bit wonky today here. Cyofreeze, uh,
2: I, I think my feed's a little bit slow. And just to pre warn you, the light's just gone, and so has the charger. So whoops. once again, I'm not sure what's going on with the hmm. electrics in my house, or whether it's just the extension cords. But uh, okay, you'll keep blowing. Hopefully,
1: on the hopefully we have you um, for the rest of the show here. But if but if uh, but if not, uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll do the best we can here. Cyofreeze um, says if she sues. It will teach media. Um, let me say, it will teach media be be truthful, fair, get the real facts. Don't draw assumptions. White persons evil, etc., or evil and bad, etc. Media feed on whacked out emotions of the dummies. Well, but we've done this though. Remember the uh, the face crime kid, whatever his name was, the Indian who walked up to him and drumming in his face, is a few years ago now in the U.S. Um they don't learn look at how they attack Kyle Rittenhouse right they 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 slammed him for being a white supremacist blah blah blah. they just pay these media companies just pay the money if there is a lawsuit and then they move on and continue doing the same thing right
2: Target the individuals instead of the companies
1: yeah it, it, I agree it it, it is true See the
2: individuals not the organizations the individuals have less money bankrupt the individuals
1: I agree. Meanwhile. Stories like this. Hardly any play. This this is not a viral, out-of-control crazy story like that one. Oh, look at this white woman with a bike, who's pregnant, who's trying to get away from a a gang of youths. Two black men shot and killed a 66-year-old white man in New Orleans. The handyman was installing a mailbox outside a home. One of them tells cops that they just, quote, wanted to kill a white person, unquote. Another meaningless local story, not part of any larger par- pattern. That's right. There's nothing. There's nothing going on here whatsoever, uh, and Scott Adams wasn't uh, wasn't right at all. The best advice I would give to white people is to get the
2: hell
0: away
1: from black people. Just get the fuck away. He's being proven right every every day, Katie. <laughs>
2: Well, um, the problem is, is how do you get away from them? Like we say, you know, running only gets so far. White flight can only reach so far. They're moving them into every city, every town. I I saw an actual video on your your channel. I don't think it's included in today's itinerary, but it, it was something that horrified me, if I'm going to be honest. And it was the border. The American border, which literally looked like a zombie apocalypse, you know, when they're trying to get into the last place where humans existed. Oh yeah, race.
1: yep. I they were clamouring
2: over each other, and and it didn't look like there was any kind of order. And then I've recently seen some statistics about where they're getting sent, and it's all over the yeah, all over the United States. I mean, I thought that they were red states i thought that they were majority white states but similar to the united kingdom it seems that they don't want anywhere and anything being exclusively white and are going to force them upon every community within the united states as they have done here in the united kingdom
1: yeah no that's that's the goal it's it's not a secret we it's out everybody knows and instead of of course attacking the Let's say the legitimacy or the facts around, you know, replacement, great replacement, uh, population replacement, open borders, immigration. They attack people and say, oh, no, this is a, you know, they try to gaslight us into thinking, well, this is not really happening. There's no there's no agenda behind this. This is not organized in any capacity. It's just it's just kind of happening all of a sudden for some reason. But we know
2: that it's being organized. Of it's course, part of the UN migration pact.
1: Yeah, and most of them are, uh, even the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, most of those goals are actually centered around immigration. They want what they call safe and orderly immigration, that a, a, a method well, the UN
2: migration pact is. It's an agreement, an international agreement, that members within the United Nations have signed up to, mostly Western nations, where they say, rather than having these, you know, poor refugees and immigrants taking dangerous routes into places like America and Europe, that we've now got to facilitate their safe passage. This is why yeah. we have our own Navy um, border force picking up foreign origin hostile men in dinghies in the channel. And instead of turning them around or sinking the vessels or putting them into detention, they pick them up, give them a cup of coffee and take them to the local four star hotel that they're gonna be put in until they get given a house. They're facilitating it. And they've openly said that they're facilitating it.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um...
2: You yeah, see, intent is not going to be difficult to improve uh, to prove at all. Um, people say you know the intent part is going to be so difficult, but it it really really is not. And there's mounting evidence to prove the intent. What they're going to try do is shift the liability about so those responsible don't get held accountable, which obviously we're not going to allow to happen.
1: No, exactly. And, and by the way, someone had done. Let me see. I could pull that up. Is it this one? Yeah, here we go. This is the uh someone tweeted out a map essentially i guess they you can do you, you can do cell phone pings you know what i mean so i guess people that were at or close the border or walked over the border at the time they can they ping those phones then they get an idea associated with that and they can keep tracking <laughs> and monitoring this and this is a map uh, published as part of the Heritage Report showing the movement of cell phone locations over the span of a month from migrant facilities in the U.S. near the border with Mexico to other parts of the country. And it underlines the very point you made that this is just, they're going everywhere. You know what I mean? Everywhere.
2: I, yeah, the, the one thing I find really interesting about this map is, like, obviously, you've got Mexico and you've got the border near Tijuana. Now, I'm, I'm thinking, like, I... I I don't know where all of the states are in the United States, but it seems like the majority of them seem to be concentrating themselves into coming through Texas.
1: Texas, yeah. That seems to be it right here.
2: Uh, Why why are not any of them trying to get through near California, for example? You see how...
1: Because they already had it. It's already a blue state. It's a Democrat state. Texas is purple right now. They're desperately seeking to, uh, to turn that to blue, right? Um, So that's that's part of what it's about. I mean, it's not only that it's about voting, but but that's a large part of it as well. Yes, it's about replacement, but, you know, with more Democrat policies, this will continue and get even worse and stuff like that. But it's really is importing a new voter base, essentially.
2: Well, the Labour Party in the United Kingdom already admitted that they have purposely brought in immigrants to bolster their, uh, their election results, which, again, is a great piece of evidence for intent.
1: Uh, it is an insane uh, time chart now l- let me look at the uh, the Colorado teacher real quick here too check check this out and and this is got to do with the, what I mentioned before with rhetoric right that first rhetoric escalates and we know the opposition has done this right they've said well if you talk about replacement or if you talk about white genocide or if you think that white people are under attack then that's dangerous right they've, they've said that because then people will turn to action they will turn violent or whatever and and they try to blame these whether even the shooter is mexican or whatever they are say oh that's a white supremacist they believe in replacement blah 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 meanwhile of course they're ramping up the rhetoric every single day against white people it's it's sanctioned it's uh it's encouraged to, uh, excuse the term, but to shit on white people day day in and day out. They can uh, call us uh, devils and monsters. They can call us demons. They can say that whiteness is a disease. Where You know, all this rhetoric. And we know that at the end of the day, just like they have argued about our side, is that eventually that will turn to action. And that's why I think we're seeing cases like, like this that I just showed you. Uh, well, what's the reason? Why do they kill a black man? Well, we just wanted to kill a white person because they're the root of all evil. Um,
2: well... The problem is, is that we know that that's going on on a regular basis. I mean, look at how much attention George Floyd got. In the United Kingdom, there was a black girl in a school that has a problem with violence and drugs, mostly inhabited by foreign origin kids, and she was strip searched because she was suspected of carrying this kind of contraband, and it was national news, and it was national news for weeks on end. But at the same time, the mass targeted, religiously and racially motivated rape of white children completely brushed under the carpet. Any attacks that are completely white that are racially and religiously motivated. I mean, I have some personal experience of trying to report religiously and racially motivated crimes as a white person to our police. And they seem to hold this view that uh, white people cannot be subject to racially and religiously motivated hate crimes. And they very much refuse, from my experience, refuse to log them as such. So, you know, if you're a white person, like if I was attacked by a bunch of Africans uh, and I were to defend myself, the way it would be painted is, you know, these poor Africans were assaulted by this white supremacist, so-called Nazi. And they wouldn't even care if it was like five fully grown African males that attempted to attack me. I'd still be painted as the bad guy in it. And that's the problem with our societies now is that white people, they know that they're under attack for the most part, but most of them are suffering from the effects of anti-whitism and the trauma from that. There is a group of psychologists that have actually been working on studying the analysis of what they call white allyship, which is actually being recognised, funnily enough, weirdly, by our own government as a form of extremism um so anyway these these psychologists have been looking at it and they were looking at white allyship and it's very similar to the kind of psychological emotional breakdown that is used in uh domestic abuse relationships um except for that there is obviously an identity part of it i'm quite happy to actually share it on my profile but This targeted attack at whiteness, as much as they say it's gonna be a forceful revolution, it already is a forceful revolution against us. Every single aspect of our personal identity as a peoples, as a unique peoples, has been completely and utterly undermined. And what she's calling for when she's saying forceful cultural revolution targeted at whiteness, what she's calling for are crimes against humanity. What she's calling for is an act of genocide against our own peoples. Yeah. you know, and you see, they're very bold right now, and they think that things will never change. I know, um, yeah. But I assure you. It will. Peoples it's going to. who have been promoting things such as this, they will be held accountable for their complicity in their acts of genocide against You're our peoples. You're
1: right. 100%. Yep, they think they uh, they, they they got her all in the bag right now. We got these people on the run. They got hubris. They think if we and it, it feels like that. It, it occurred to me the other day. I was just thinking about it like this, this insane. Po- they, I think they know on some level. They feel. They sense there is an oppos- opposition building, and they're just <laughs> trying to. Re- well,
0: they
2: they should be a little bit fearful. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, because. White people, from my experience, are incredibly tolerant, and especially when they don't see a viable (laughs) plan. Yes,
1: they are are tolerant, that that, that they are.
2: And, uh, you know, there's some sayings in Britain, I don't know whether they carried on into our European colonies, things like, don't take people's kindness for weakness, don't bite the hand that feeds you, and giving them enough rope to hang themselves. And I think all these three things apply to these foreign origin primitives that have come into our land. And have taken liberties with our people raping robbing extorting us and they think they're just going to get away with it yeah but deep down they have a sense of fear that if we suddenly realize and collectivize that they are going to regret their actions against us which i assure you is going to happen those old sayings they stood the test of time for a reason And these foreign origin people these africans these arabs these primitive parasites of all kinds are going to learn that white people once they withdraw their white charity once they withdraw their white tolerance once they've truly had enough we will remove them from our lands it's not impossible look at the british empire absolutely the biggest empire to ever grace this earth and yet we were removed from india we're removed from africa We built all of their infrastructure. Everything was built on the the British ideals and the British structures. And yet we were still forced out. We are still a stronger, smarter peoples than they are. And they're going to learn why we had empires while they had mud huts. They, they
1: think they're winning while we just are basically allowing them to do these things as soon as we d- no longer well, allow them to do these it. things everything will yeah. change
2: what, what happens when we decide that we're no longer going to allow it because my personal experience whenever i've come across these hostile peoples of foreign origin and they want to try and get hostile with me it, usually they seem quite afraid To be honest, when they realize not only are you able to talk about what you're talking about, you can't be physically intimidated and you're not going to back down and show no fear. And once they realize that, no, I'm here, I'm in my own country, I command the authority, I command the truth, I'm not scared of you in any kind of way, they quickly start to rethink their attitudes towards you. I don't know whether they like to pick weak targets, but I've, I've been in situations, even on public transport, where I'm surrounded by Africans that are very, very angry with me, but not one of them has decided to lay a finger on me, not even after I've got off the public transport, they don't even bother to follow me. And I think when you're able to confidently articulate yourself with a measure of authority and let them know that well, we might physically win in this situation because there's numerous of you, um, I'm probably going to legally hold all of them to account. And I think, honestly, that sense of confidence that you show, where you're just like, no, I'm not tolerating your bullshit. No, you can't intimidate me. These are the facts. That's what it is. If you don't like it, what are you going to do? And when they're faced yeah. with that, yeah. they don't know what to do with that situation.
1: At most all. most cases, and maybe there's maybe there's uh, uh, exceptions, but in most cases, they respond to that, and th- that's one of the reasons why they pick on many kids and stuff like that. The hor- horrific footage that we see, right? where they just pick on a kid or they you, you, there's a number of these that come out on Sweden well, they, they call them humiliation they crimes they urinate on the ch- on the kids and stuff like that right and they, if they, if, they, like if, if they just stand there out. and whimper and stuff they they get more they pick on them even more the the thing is you have to stand up for yourself if you do that at some point if you do it forcefully enough they will back down i mean that's just a fact
2: it's similar to like aggressive dogs so if you've got an aggressive dog that's not been trained properly and you're its owner. And I'm not saying that we own these people and they are dogs, <laughs> but just using it as an example before, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I
1: see the headline.
2: But um, <laughs> if you were to buy an aggressive breed like a pit bull or take it on uh, uh, and you show any fear towards that animal, you show signs of yep. down against what it is, its acts of aggression to assume its dominance yeah, against exactly. you, yep. then it will continue with that, and it will continue to try and dominate you. As soon as you put up a forceful resistance of, well, no, I'm not going to tolerate this. This is my house. These are my rules. You will do as I tell you to. <clears throat> uh, similar to animals, that primitive instinct in them to start to behave, it, it, it starts to kick in. And the reason why they're not behaving right now is because nobody, nobody holds them to account.
1: That's right. Um, what was it? Uh, you, you take a look at, there were some... Uh... TV shows, or I've also called it the, the dog uh, whisper, or something, or at right? Caesar. <laughs> look at look at yes. some of those shows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was gonna say it, but then I was like, I, I better not, you know. But then uh, <clears throat> you uh, you you uh, you beat me to it. So there you go. All right, <laughs> good, good stuff. Let me uh, we have this too. Here's another outcropping, of course, of of white guilt. Right? You have people now. This is not new, uh, but it keeps happening. People that basically are disowning their own race. I don't belong to the white family anymore. I'm, I'm ex other, I'm some other racial group. I'm black, I'm an Indian, I'm a, whatever it is, right? They hate their own so much and to such a degree uh, that they wish and they play and, 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 and you know, LARP essentially uh, as someone else. Here's another one there UC Berkeley professor apologizes for claiming to be Native American. I'm a white person. Uh, A University of California Berkeley professor has apologized for claiming to be Native American after years of her identity being questioned. Elizabeth Hoover, (laughs) an anthropology associate professor at UC Berkeley, issued an apology Monday for falsely identifying as indigenous in a letter on her website titled Letter of Apology and Accountability. I'm a white person who has incorrectly identified as native my whole life based on incomplete information, Hoover wrote in the letter. Here she is right there. Could she pass as Native American? I don't know. Um, Hoover said her family claimed to be Native American and she well, isn't this that's the same with uh, the high cheekbones, right? Uh, What's her name again? Elizabeth Warren? um same thing that, oh oh i have uh i heard from my grandmother we have a native blood in us and oh it's i'm I therefore i'm sacred i'm much better than everyone else you know uh that's what white guilt does that's what it does you, you're fleeing from your own identity and you think you take refuge into it because again all of this is some signs of the times that we live in right being Anything else but white is encouraged. It gives you self-esteem, it gives you an identity, it gives you something to belong to, it gives you it gives you something to that makes you feel more than, right? And that's why they're doing it. it. All of this is about, when I look at it, is white guilt. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, I know Katie is, uh, is dealing with her um, laptop That Hopefully she can get this sorted out. Uh, Hoover said her family claimed to be Native American and she identified as a woman of Mohawk and Micmac descent, Hoover said she never confirmed it with these communities or re- researched her heritage. So uh, anyway, here, uh, if you're there, Katie, another transracial uh, um, Larp'er here for you.
2: Oh, um, I can't remember what her name was now. Rachel something in, Uh Dozel.
1: Dollazol, yeah, Dozel, something like that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: she pretended to be a black woman. Now I, I've seen this trend. I've seen this trend. It's, it's happening quite often with sort of weaker white people. But you can understand why, why they do it as much as the left go on about uh, white supremacy and how white people are given precedence in our society. The fact is, is that there are no quotas for white people. There are very few things like scholarships for white people. There is nothing of the sort. I mean, white people are constantly targeted, assaulted, discriminated against and subject to psychological warfare. So it's understandable why they don't want to be white. It's another escape strategy of those who feel that they, they can get away from the burden of being white by pretending to be some other race and yet the left will still try to claim that uh, that uh, white supremacy exists in places like America. I remember reading a story, it might have been a year, two years ago, and uh, when they were looking at data from the applicants to colleges, universities in the United States, People were lying on their ethnicity, saying that they were Native American. Because if you were East Asian, sort of Chinese, Japanese, Korean, or white, you weren't being accepted in. They had quotas for just black and brown people. So people do it because being black, being brown, gives you privilege and advantage in society. It it gives you a victim card. And a victim card is like almost like a gold card these days, you know, Mm. it gives you access to even even insane reparate is actually happening i i've seen in california that they're giving 1.5 million pounds to black people just for being black is yep. this this correct so uh, why would you not pretend to be black in that situation
1: exactly that's what i said when when these the news about that started to come out like are oh, you going to see a number of people all of a sudden identifying as black and all that stuff right but uh, no the, I, I, there's a couple of like layers left but
2: wait not event- just identify as black I mean, like, say as if, you know, I I, I, I want to apply for something, uh, and it's only available to black people. Can I just not say, well, I identify as an African. I mean, Africans keep yeah. saying that they identify as being English. So why, why, why can't I reverse that? We like, surely I should be able to say, you know what, I think I'm a woman of color, therefore you should give me the scholarship.
1: We, we have to stop being principled. just f- troll the shit out of these, you know, the, the whatever is set up to, to receive money or whatever. Every, every white person should try to go and claim this and say this is what identifying us. I mean, sure, they will say, oh, we're going to investigate your heritage, blah, blah, blah. But uh, we should do it just to make a point that that's how ridiculous it is. You know what I mean? I can't
2: remember where it was, but there was a politician that did this. I must find the story. I, th- I thought it was quite funny. I don't think it was in America or in Britain. I'm not sure if it was an English speaking country, but this politician claimed that um, he was a male, straight, white, heterosexual male, who oh, claims yeah. that on odd days, he's actually a lesbian woman of color. Yep, yep. I, I'm uh,
1: looking for it right off now. About it.
2: They were like, you're making a mockery of identity. Yeah, and you,
1: he was like, it's not written re- now. When you do it, it's not real. You know, that's what's so amazing. Like, well, where does the line go then for who who's determining this? You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's good. They, it, we should troll them on that. I'm, I'm looking for it, but I forget what the politician's name is. Uh,
2: For for.
1: Yes, fourteen trillion. Corey Bush demands U.S. government to pay fourteen trillion in reparations. <laughs> reparations. Uh, yeah. Let, let's see how long this is. Here, here we go. Here
0: we go. United States has a moral and legal obligation to provide reparations for the enslavement of Africans. Black people in our country cannot wait any longer for our government to begin a. a Addressing each and every one of the extraordinary bits of harm, all of the harm it has caused since the founding.
1: All right. Well, there you go. That's a comment from her. No, they will. They will ask. And again, uh, path of least resistance. If you can whine and get stuff for free, why? Uh, why wouldn't they? You know what I mean? If white people are so dumb that they fold on this, and but my point as well was it might not work now or this board or whatever it is that's going to make the determination whether they're going to pay out this money. Eventually, this will, there will be enough non-white people uh, in these kinds of positions that something like this will will pass. I think.
2: No, I, I you know. In many ways, I, I I can predict that some of the policies of the left are very much going to bite them in the ass. Yes. It's like this idea of reparations. So many peoples across the world that are non-white are going to look at it and be like, well, why are Africans just getting the rep? Why is it just the black people? You know, the English empire came in and did this and the... The, the, the Belgians did this in the Congo and all of these, there's so many atrocities that white people have committed. Where's our reparations? Right. Where's my reparations as a Native American? Where's my reparations as an Indian, as a Pakistani, as a Chinese? And it will be an endless stream of it because people will feel like, well, why are the blacks getting special treatment? I want some of this. And on top of that, you're going to get blacks that also are very angry at other blacks. Um, you, you, I've even seen that in Detroit, There has recently been an uprising of the Africans there that are very angry that the housing's being given to illegal immigrants.
1: Ah, yes. Trouble in paradise.
2: Now they're talking about being replaced (laughs) themselves.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we told you. Here's a, check this clip out. It's an oldie but a goodie. This underlines exactly everything you're talking about. Look at this.
2: Um, So I'm African.
1: I'm from Eritrea. Britain tore my country apart. It tore my continent apart. It tore the rest of the world up. For for quite a long time, but
2: it, it um, enabled your and, family to come here and seek refuge, presumably. But
1: we came here because of what? Because of the condition that Britain left my country in. Uh, oh yes, that's why I'm here.
2: So you, you feel uncomfortable with your country? Your... country then it's better than <laughs> before. <laughs> Britishness, whether you
0: like your well, there, there British is,
1: passport there or a, there's
2: the, a British passport. Yeah, comp- I feel completely uncomfortable with it, and I feel ashamed and it hurts. And, and when, when, when someone gives me a form and says, what do you want to put on it, uh, black African or black British, and if they prompt black British, I feel really, really upset. Like, it really hurts. This country owes the rest of the world anything it wants. There it is. Because of what it's done. I
0: disagree because who because will be funding that? Done. The taxpayers. And it's not their fault And then for you have the, uh, I-
1: the Indian-based conservative who's representative. <laughs> well, what about the... Ta- hmm, that's unfair to the tax. No, stop your dumb, idiotic comments about how you deserve to get everything you want. But uh, again, they're, they're, as as how you said in your speech, this? they're armed with sob the stories.
2: these Africans, these Arabs, these Asians, or any other foreign species of humanity anything
0: nope, in fact right. without the
2: british they wouldn't have had more advanced civilizations their living standards and their life expectancies went up exponentially because of the british we actually spent more money in africa building their infrastructure than we ever got from what we so-called plundered from them i mean and when it comes to slavery i mean they owe us a debt of gratitude white people as a whole had the least amount of slaves for the least amount of time when it comes to the transatlantic stra- slave trade All the Jews owned the ships. They owned all of the slave markets. They owned 75% of the slaves. And yet the only people that have ever freed slaves of any race, in fact, of all races, are white people. So out of all people, we have the least to feel guilty about. And in my opinion, they actually owe us a massive debt of gratitude. 99.9% of these primitives of foreign origin wouldn't even exist today. They would be in absolute minuscule numbers. If it wasn't for the British and our industrial revolution, they wouldn't have the means to reproduce in the manner that they do. And that's what we have gifted them. Our language, our legal systems, our industry, countless inventions that have advanced humanity, that have allowed their populations to expand exponentially, along with the white charity that we've given them. Absolutely trillions that we've invested into Africa. I mean, we still continue to do it, like, 11 billion to like It's insane, the aid. Like this. Insane amounts of yep. money while our own people can't afford to heat their homes, can't afford to keep a roof over their head, can't afford to feed their children, and yet they dare ask us for reparations. They owe everything to us. Yep. And if we ever owed any kind of debt, it's already been repaid by the white charity given in foreign aid so far. How dare they? they know and that's what- why I will say directly to any primitive space who tries to confront me at this in a the, in the public domain, and that's why they don't like to confront me. Because I will tell them this, and they don't know what to say.
1: No, if you put your foot down for the most part, uh, they're, they're stumped. Um, they feel collectively we're weak, they have us on the run, and so they're just going for the jugular. They're just asking, even if it's it, astronomically ridiculous sums of money that they want, or they expect us to just roll over, walk off the stage of history or whatever as white people. They feel that maybe there's a small window of opportunity right now that we can actually make them, at least we can sabotage as much as we can of white Western civilization before so the inevitable then, tide is um, turning.
2: You now know? is really What's happening to them is that they're, they're falling into a trap because white people do understand what is taking place. We do know what's happening to us. And we are starting to collectivise, we are starting to organise, we are starting to recognise ourselves as a collective racial community on racial, ethnic and international lines. The white race amongst, well, let's say, all of our European nations and our colonies. It's like with me and you this evening. We're discussing the same matters and the same problems. And the thing is, is that now that white people have realised what's going on, as soon as we decide that we have had enough collectively these people
1: don't stand a chance
2: they don't stand a chance and i am very very confident about that i mean we are the peoples who have created world wars i mean we invented nuclear weapons nearly every single bit of what we call military technology and military advancement for the last centuries has come from us i think the only thing that we can attribute to any other race is gunpowder and that was from the chinese you look well, at tanks you look at weapons you look at all chemical weapons I, I, even we that even that
1: i'd actually brains
2: able to eliminate large yeah. numbers of people we've never needed large numbers because we have very large brains and eliminating people is much easier than creating them. And that's something that the primitives don't understand. They might think they might be able to outbreed us, but we can desolate continents. We can wipe out races. We can absolutely exterminate peoples if we choose to. It's just that right now we're being very tolerant and that isn't going to last.
1: Yeah, it was even even the the gunpowder thing, right? Well, like, yes, the Chinese invented fireworks, but it was not until Alfred Nobel, the Swede, showed up and actually turned that into like tea and dynamite technically, right? That, that's when they actually started using it for like weaponry and things as opposed to like a, a, a grandiose display of awe. <laughs> but uh, let me take a couple of these super chats here. Uh, Lars oh, back. good to see you, sir. Hope you're doing well. Uh, he asks, are you uh, Katie? Are you or okay aware of Morrissey's yet to be released 2021 album, Teenage Bonfire? The song Teenage Bonfire was inspired by the Manchester bombing, which you brought up earlier, which happened on Morrissey's birthday and took the lives of 22 British teenagers in the song. Morrissey sings about the Oasis concert that you mentioned. I've not heard of it. Does
2: he? Does he? Um... Morrissey I'm a big fan of yeah I, I really am he is well, we know I know we condemn celebrities and famous people I think a lot of them are artists that really want to you know be able to make a living from their art they want to reach the pinnacles of success in it and whether that's music or you know any form of art in this day and age to be able to do so you have to comply with the peoples who own those industries it's the same with any other job that you have but I think many of these artists, once they understand the true, what I call Jewish satanic influence behind these things, actually do rebel. Morrissey is one of those who I think I can confidently say is not on board with the whole globalist agenda. Yeah. I didn't realize that he was releasing new songs or that it would be in relation to that, uh, that Oasis concert or the, what they made was the theme, theme song of oh, oh, that terrorist attack. Don't look back in anger,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but, oh, but only if you're white. You know, if you're black, you can look back in anger like three, 400 years ago and claim that you should be given reparations for that. But white people saying, you know what? I hate these people of foreign origin that are murdering our kids. That's now an extremist view. Yeah,
1: it's You crazy. know, just
2: hating child murderers and foreign terrorists and the people that facilitate it is really odd. Uh, yeah,
1: right exactly. Yeah, uh, regarding what was the next uh, uh, super chat here from Ziofree he says ask the zionists to pay reparations they uh, they owned the slave ships brooked, uh, boker, booked I think it is or bro- brokered I think it is brokered the slave trade and benefited from slave slave, trade, uh, slave labor. I've always said it's not the those who bought the slave that made the money, it's those who kidnapped them and sold them on, on slave markets, right? I did the math once, I did a video about it. At the time the the worth of a black slave which was more than a white slave because we know about the indentured servants the Irish blah 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 uh, because they, they could be out in the Sun more, they could be uh, exposed to the elements a little bit uh, easier so they were more valued right but uh, what they paid for a slave back then was the equivalent of anyone uh, from from four to five to six years of a normal salary at that time and so they uh, are actually the ones the, the ones who sold the slaves or the ones who benefited from it and they're trying to pretend right that oh white people were never enslaved you know kind of thing um, African the king apologizes for africa 's role in slavery
2: in Africa at the time when we were what well, the transatlantic slave trade was going on at that exact same time there were more white slaves in Africa than there ever were black slaves in the united states that's mm-hmm. a fact There was more white slaves in the ottoman empire i mean one of the reasons why britain started to rule the seas in the first place
0: no.
1: oh we got uh katie dropping off there for a second uh yeah i wanted to uh mention the slave trades a little bit real quick too um i think she's taking care of her uh, charter over there um White people, right? that were sl- enslaved. Whether it was the, was it the the, the Moors? what was it again? Was the uh, the the Moorish slave trade, right? Um,
2: yeah, they say the Moors. Yes, no, that, that is a good example. Yeah, like uh, erased one. from memory. I mean, something that many people do not know is the reason why Britain ended up building such a powerful navy was in protection of its people from being enslaved. At one time, we had Muslim African slavers sailing up past the English Channel and raiding towns in in the south of England and taking the entire towns as slaves. And there was more, like I say, more white slaves in the Ottoman Empire than there were ever black slaves. And at the same time, White people didn't own the majority of black slaves no, in America. No,
0: this is We've it. never
2: profited from it. Nope. I mean, do, do people not understand that the British were paying off a debt, uh, a debt to slavers, including black African slavers in Africa, that we paid to free their slaves, and the British taxpayer has been paying that off until two thousand and twelve. <laughs> and yet these people have the audacity to say, you owe us reparations. I mean, it, it it enrages me to my core. And this yeah. is why, you know, whenever I see one of these Africans on TV and I see these whites who are acting so pathetic and submissive towards them, and I'm just like, you know what, you put me in a debate with any of these, and I guarantee you they will shut up. They'll probably call me a racist and deny that the facts are the facts, but at the same time, they will be fearful of ever bringing it up again because they will be hit with cold, hard facts and a backbone, which is what most people in white media do not have.
1: That's it's correct. a one-way
2: debate every single time. They yeah. only get weak white people that will nod and agree with whatever the African wants to say.
1: Yeah, as soon as you get someone who just will not apologize, who will not jump through their hoops, or uh, you know, play play on their terms and on their little you know <laughs> playing field. Uh, it's 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 everything changes, you know, what I mean, and that's really what it's about. That's why it's more it, look we're, it's a lot of problems that we face in like physical reality and the, the rape gangs and the criminality and the, the abuses, the humiliation crimes among some of our kids and stuff the, the, those are problems. But right now, the real battle is 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 up here to a certain extent in most bu- white people like we we just need to remove the white guilt step out of that role of thinking that we owe these people something and just start putting our foot down. It's, it's very much a, 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 it's an, a mental uh, frame of mind that we need to change. That's how I see it right now.
2: Predominantly, the methodology of our enemy has always been psychological. Throughout the ages, they've just become much more advanced and developed in it and can use technologies that were previously not available to them. I would say that first and foremost, the main obstacle that we have to overcome is elements of the psychological warfare that's conducted upon us. And a big part of that is the psychological warfare of identity politics. So in the same way that they claim that a man who identifies as a woman can be a woman, we also have this psychological warfare of identity politics that says, if an African identifies as an Englishman, we must accept him as such. And we know that this is nonsense. We know that there is genetic, historical, and obvious differences between these two groups of people, whether it be men and women or Africans and English. And predominantly the psychological warfare of identity politics is one of the first things that you need to be able to undo to be able to undo the other elements of psychological warfare. White guilt is easier to undo um, in some ways. Uh, The white identity although I've actually had some success with this recently in a lot of areas, that is predominantly what we need to first deal with is the psychological warfare of identity politics. Once you've regathered what I call an, an, an exclusive sense of identity, you then have an exclusive sense of ownership over everything else that comes with that identity. It's like with me, Kate, everything that comes with that, my house, my bank account, all my other properties, they're mine, they're under my name. But if somebody else was to be able to claim to be Kate, Kate Fanning, then they'd also be able to lay claim to these. So first and foremost, we've got to start saying that Africans are not English. Rishi Sunyak is not English. This is a foreigner. The Jews are foreigners. The Muslims are foreigners. All the black and brown people in our country are foreign origin identity thieves, whether they were born here or not. Being British is a matter of lineage, not of location. It doesn't matter where you're born. It matters who you're born to. And that needs to be the firm stance of every single British person in our country. Because once you have reclaimed your identity, you can then lay claim to everything else that is yours. Your history, your home, your children's future, your rightful inheritance as a people's, it is ours and it is exclusively ours. It is not inclusive of other people's, and we will never give it up for anybody or anything. Our forefathers died and bled for what we have today, and we're not going to give it up for some sob stories of foreign parasites.
1: That's right. That's right. Preach. Sorry. Yep. No, it's all Sorry. true. I go, 100%. <laughs> I, I
2: go into uh, rants. This is why it's I, good. I, I, I like it. To try we need to it. Switches
1: now it's it's perfect we you needed that raw from the from the heart from the from the soul uh well there's no lack of things to be to be angry about but there's actually a lot of good things uh, that are happening and there's a lot of uh, positive things that is yet to come i feel in terms of us actually turning the tide on this here but uh uh katie uh, thank you so much for coming on we're going to start wrapping up right there uh, i appreciate you uh, uh coming on today guest hosting with me why don't you uh, give us some plugs of where people can find you um and uh if there's some uh I, I, yeah as you said you don't have a website but obviously you do have a youtube still uh is there uh, what about in addition to the telegram channels gab i guess is that a good uh, place I, am
2: on gab. I think i sent you the handle i don't know it off my heart but yes gab telegram i have two channels on telegram i will be starting another i might start some normie social media but it won't last very long i will maybe start an odyssey account and such but like i say i don't really create that much content because most of my activity is in the real world um but yes you can catch me on telegram there's bubba versus estate and bubba versus estate 2 both of these are censored i do have gab which is uncensored and i have a youtube account which is close to being closed but it is still in existence i'll be doing an update at some point this week over the in real life activities that i've been engaging in over the last month or so but um that's all i have for now
1: oh, oh we just found the handle here Baba like
2: um, also I, I will be pushing out the recruitment videos into my telegram account and onto my gab so if anybody is interested in getting on board on creating a pro-white curriculum with accurate disseminations of indigenous white british history and countering critical race theory and obviously promoting white culture and a sense of identity to white children, do get in touch. I'm looking for animators, voice actors, um, any kind of artists and peoples with certain varied digital skills, as well as educators, child psychologists and other peoples that can um, be involved with our nest education development team
1: all right perfect i found your uh handle there on gab as well it's uh kate paris is the uh, the handle so search for that follow her over there and again we'll have the the youtube we can add a link to that down in the description as well yeah thank you so much for coming on appreciate you and uh keep up the good work and uh it's always a pleasure having you on
2: Thank you. I'm glad that it's lasted. The little red thing for my battery is is there right now, and I thought (laughs) it might cut me off before the end, but we've managed to uh, just do it. I'm going to have to have a look at all this. squeezed it in, yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, But yes, I'm very glad that this has worked out because I thought halfway through that my laptop was going to cut out and we weren't going to be able to continue. So I'm very grateful. Thank you for having me on and sending uh, my best regards to Lana. Will
1: do. Will do. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll see you later. Keep up the good work. Thank you. All right, guys. There we go. Thank you, Kate. Appreciate that. And we're going to wrap up here in just a second. I wanted to uh, do a couple of plugs here at the end. Actually, we had... uh, What do we have? We have two more here, I think, from Ziofree. Real quick. uh, Money that invested globally historically was Rothschild, Warburg, Oppenheimer, etc. The bankers raped nations, created uh, war, fuel, chaos, and profited. They created the refugee problem. They want Christian Muslims eliminated. Uh, And one more from Ziofree. People in the media don't have a backbone. They have, uh, they want to have a career, therefore sell out their values and truth. Repeat approved BS narrative. Who owns the media? That's a big, uh, that's a big question there. Who could, it, who could it be? Thank you, Sofrey. Uh White capability says thanks for the fire interview. Very inspiring. I'll listen to it again with the kid, uh, with the kids when she gets home. Thank you. Appreciate that as well. Let me t- make sure we're caught up everywhere. So I haven't missed one. Uh, oh, Glenda Chinaman over on Odyssey, uh, Entropy, actually, I should have checked that sooner. Uh, the media don't deserve mercy. That's right. We should take every opportunity to bleed them financially or otherwise in Minecraft, of course. But yes, uh, absolutely, they don't deserve anything. That's one of the um, one of the preeminent enemies, really, of how they have been able to pull this off is, is through the shaming in media. Uh, setting the tone and examples. That's why it's been, this, it's been this huge process of just like overturning the narratives in the media. And then, of course, they finally you have the b- building up of alternative media. And now we're kind of in the battle of trying to them trying to censor any alternative voice and dissenting opinions and things like that uh, because they are losing that narrative slowly but surely. It's a huge, well-oiled, powerfully um, funded machine: mainstream media. Uh, but they are losing nonetheless. So I think they're freaking out and they're trying everything they can. Uh, But no, they don't deserve any mercy. Thank you, Glenn. Good to see you as well. Snuging says, Good evening, Dan. I was late to the show. Well, I'm glad you uh, showed up. You can always watch the uh, the archives uh, as well. All right, guys. Thank you so much again to everybody for joining us out there today. Hope you enjoyed the program. We are going to be back with... A Western Warrior next. Uh, Lana will be joining us for that as well. Usually rec- we record that on Sundays and it will go up on the websites uh, Monday or Tuesday, depending on how long the editing takes. So uh, definitely join us for that. It's only 10 bucks a month. You can sign up over at redeyesmembers.com. You can also sign up at Subscribestar or at Odyssey. That's really the best way. It's only 10 bucks a month. Don't wait for someone else to support us. We need your support. All right. We are only here because of you. So if you like what we do, sign up. Go sign up. Go sign up. Support us. All right? Okay. RedHatsMembers.com. Check it out. It's uh, 10 bucks a month. If you get a longer sub, it gets cheaper as well. You can get almost 40% uh, off if you get a two-year subscription. Uh, so that's a good, uh, good deal as well. Uh, and for those of you guys who want to do a little bit of extra, we do have an executive and a producer tier as well. Uh, well executive producer and producer tier Uh, and this has enabled us actually to get a uh, editor aboard so we're pumping up some more clips this is the reason why we're going to be able to do more interviews more regularly now and stuff like that as well so thank you so much to you guys for for enabling that and as i've said in prior shows and streams we'd love to get a person who can help us with bookings someone who can help with admin stuff on the back end maybe even produce uh you know during the shows actually produce the shows and stuff like that uh so i can actually free up some of my uh hands i'm like a drummer here i have to handle uh, a million different things to get everything uh, <laughs> lined up so uh we want to focus on content not on uh, you know that kind of behind the scenes kind of stuff so if you do want to help out for that, check out Odyssey.com slash at Red TV. You can get a producer or executive producer tier there. You can also get it at Subscribestar or on at redicemembers.com. So with that, thank you to our executive producers here today. T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt. Good to see you, man. Good luck, Lap Jake, Red Pill Rundown, Chalky Milk, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeebs, President of Munga, Mongoose, William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Good to see you as well. Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yockey, Dil Bob. We Got Last Place, Simp, Joseph Hart, and Purple Haze, together with JP. Thank you guys, we appreciate you. Also, producers, Mr. Walker696, Johansson, Leroy Dumond, Snark Pup, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Yuri renew Obadiah Hexwell, Single Action Army, and Georges Porsche. Thank you guys, we appreciate all of you guys. Uh, So check out those tiers if you want something a little bit extra to support us if you can Uh, And by the way if you want to update uh, the image there if you're you're an executive producer I know some of you sent so I'm gonna something I'm gonna do next update those uh, and stuff like that, but if you don't like our uh, Our very proudly uh, You know uh, Nordic Bronze Age rock carvings uh, uh, With some uh, with some based symbols on there for your uh, image uh, Send us the one you would like and we'll uh, swap that out for you as well. All right. So I think that's it. Thank you, guys. We appreciate all of you. We'll be back with more soon. Until then, keep fighting and take care. More stuff coming up on the website, so stay tuned. Share our show. Share our clips. Help get the word out. Help us resist uh, you know, the opposition that we face and the censorship and the financial uh, sabotage and all those things. So uh, with your support, we'll be here for a very long, long time. Thank you, guys. We'll see you later. Have a great rest of your weekend.